What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 332, broken up into two parts, A and B. A. B. B. Thank you, sirs. 332A. Posting How come on we don't ever have a C? We don't. We should try. We could do once. a C episode. No, that means we have to be in the studio longer. You, you, yeah. We, yeah. We, we don't yeah. I don't care either way. <laughs> That's such a freaking lie. <laughs> All right, uh, 332A posting on 531 will be discussion on Fast 10, and 332B posting on 62 will be discussion on Air, once theatrical, but now on Amazon Prime. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely perma guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how are we today? Did we enjoy our, our Wendy's feast? Oh. We did. We, we ate many, many Wendy's. We had many Wendy's breakfasts. Well, well, what was there? What was there? We uh, had breakfast baconators. Breakfast baconators, which were which I've never had. Chris before. had never had one, which is shocking. Those were good. Those were good. We had biscuits and gravy. We had a, we had potato wedges, and what are these things again? The uh, French toast sticks. French toast sticks and croissant, uh, sausage, Swiss, and egg croissants. Croissants with some mayo. Croissant. Croissant. Yeah. So that's half of the beat. Half the feast. Next time I'm in town, I will do the. <laughs> Uh, we'll do the dinner portion, which I'm, I'm sure will also be very tasty. Yes. But yes, yes, yes. yes. What's going on, guys? Happy Memorial Day weekend uh, yep. uh, observance. Happy happy day to all the vets out there. Thank you very much for your service. We really appreciate that. What you do, put put your things on the line for everybody. It's much appreciated. Thank just you. things, not your lives, but just things. Just things, that's right. <laughs> so, guys, how are we this week? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, Chris looks a little rough today. <laughs> I've, uh, More so than usual, I've honestly. Had, yeah, I've, I've had company come in from Colorado and from New York, and it's been it's been a good weekend. But it's been I'm uh, I'm not used to being quite so active all you know on the weekends anymore. In my old age, so I'm I'm definitely feeling it today. It's good. Yeah, it's good. You look old rough. age is creeping is coming for you, my oh, friend. It is. Now listen, it's you been, may be younger than us, but you're not it, a, you're not exempt from it. It's friend. been here. Don't get me wrong. Yep. <laughs> what are you, Roger? Uh, I spent my weekend in Columbus. Went to a baseball game. Had a nice. good time. Went to a place called Whistling Keg where they give you a little card and you tap it and then you pick whatever beer you want. You just pour your own. It's went, fucking awesome. I went to a place like that when I was in Colorado, uh, not last time, but the time before. Um, it was the last place we went to and we did the same thing. You just load a card, you walk mm-hmm. up and swipe and just get whatever you want and tap. It was super cool. I liked it a lot and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not a drinker. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. It had like 45 things you could choose from. Yep. You could even do glasses of wine if you wanted to. Yep. That was very this cool. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, what about you? I got cut off by a robot, though. It said I'd had too much in a short period of time. <laughs> you know, so we went to, not too long ago, went to this, um, this it, was a, it was an Asian cuisine place, restaurant after work, and it's, they have, not only are you seated by these little tiny r- robots on wheels, and they talk to you, but they bring You sent you us a picture of the robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they bring mm-hmm. you food. Yeah. And you take it off, and you're supposed to hit that everything was there, and it was all right. And yeah. if it's not, then someone will come check on you and make sure you got everything, but... I, and I'm sure there's tons of flaws in that system, but it was a cool system. It it's, helps cut down on servers and, you know, because it's, these, these robots just going through this restaurant with food on them. It's like, it's crazy. To you s- when you say the phrase helps cut down on servers, you make it sound like servers are the problem. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> it just cuts, just cut out the middleman, yeah, get rid yeah. of the, the minimum wage worker. I mean, I, I mean, it's cool. It's modernized, obviously, and it, it, it's a neat experience by itself, but eventually that will probably be like the standard and the norm. Is like Well, I mean, everything part. moves towards technology. So, I mean, every company wants to cut out. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, I've had conversations with my brother and my dad a lot. I've been home this weekend, and it's. I. I cannot begrudge a company for wanting to cut out as many people as they can. Human error is way worse than computer error. But, I mean, also, people need jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
people need to kids need that after school McDonald's job, although kids don't do that much anymore. But people need to work wherever it is. They need to make money. So I don't know how that's going to go. But like, I can't begrudge a company companies for wanting to cut down on staff and replace with robots that are easier to maintain, don't talk back, never call off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally okay with ordering my food through a kiosk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, yep. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, a big pushback for McDonald's putting in their their giant ki- standing kiosk was that you know was that a no nobody wants to use them, nobody would use them was like a pushback from uh, from the companies and the pushback from the people was you know I want to order my food from a person. Well, those kiosks are doing just fine in almost yep. every location you walk into. Well, and the other the other thing is too is when your order gets screwed up, then that's a hundred percent your yep. fault. So yep, yeah, you can't complain. Too bad. Yep. Too bad. Well, it is you know what it I it's just. I don't know. It's just weird to me. But I, I, I like the robot. Going back to the robot serving food, I like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But well, and I, I forgot to bring this up, but you just mentioned uh, Asian cuisine. Cuisine? Last time I went to um, I went someplace with my wife and, oh, um, I, I had pho for the uh, like the pho? second time. You had it first with me. Yeah, and, I did. I had it first with you. It was really good. I went, I went again, and it was really good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Pho is no joke. And yeah. it's healthy for you. As long as you don't get – you can get unhealthy pho. But oh, as yeah. long as you – keep it somewhat healthy it is a very good mm-hmm. it's an alternative meal and it fills you up and it, it keeps you full for a while yeah like like, like I, I like pho and i had like like actual like 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 cuisine style ramen also very dude, ramen good. is no joke oh yeah like both those get, things get some dude get some eggs and some, mm-hmm. oh my god it makes yep. the raw so creamy and wonderful oh yeah oh, whenever i make creamy ramen. and wonderful <laughs> just the way you live your life <laughs> insert joke here i yeah, thank yep. you yeah well I, okay this is food talk on fourth level <laughs> cinema but Oh man, you're making me. Ramen is one of my favorite dishes, mm-hmm, and there's oh, there's amazing ramen. No matter Pittsburgh's got so much great ramen. Atlanta's got great ramen. Most cities have great ramen and pho. So I'm really Wall into man. that. What else is going on, guys? Before we hop into the episode, uh, I've apparently my five year old just threw up in my wife's hair. I just got that message. So hey, yeah. well, life's good everywhere. <laughs> hey, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, the kids, that's what kids do, so. It's been a busy weekend for the kids, too, right? You know, with Memorial Day. Yeah, so she got everybody else sick, too. Well, just my, like, like my, my kids, they're, they're very go-go-go, but by the end of the night, uh, last night, like, my five-year-old was, like, packing up her little folding chair. Like, grabbing, I want to go and grabbing her stuffed animals. Like, all right, Dad, it's time to go. It's like, uh, um, I don't know. Sit and, down, champ. Yeah. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> Sit so. down, champ. Champ. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the best way to refer to them sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, you're wrong. Well, kids are kids. Are kids. You yeah, can't, yeah. can't uh, begrudge them that. They are, no matter what culture, no matter what age, their kids are kids. Man. Any movie or TV show stuff for you guys over the week, you know, with Memorial Day and the holiday and all that? Uh, since it is Memorial Day, we are filming, the, or we are recording this on Monday mm-hmm, instead yeah. of our normal Sunday. I will go home and have some people over to grill some stuff here later, but I'll throw on uh, Band of Brothers there and let go. it just that's, run the whole afternoon on HBO. Very or, excuse me, on Max. Okay. Now, not HBO Max, because that's... Too Which no, we, no, we, no, we just had a conversation about we that. We were talking about that a little bit ago. The, 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 the conversion, well, the switching from HBO Max to Max has not gone... The purple to the blue has not gone very well. That's nah, a them. little rocky. It's a little rough, but they should, look... How do you not know that's a thing? Like, come on, you have to know that's going to happen. Because so I can tell you why. Um, you know, my job now is has opened my eyes even like more clearly to like things like this. The people that are making those kinds of decisions aren't the ones like working. Have to execute the decisions. Yeah, they aren't working and creating and executing the, the things that have to happen to make that happen. So when someone that's way up top says, yeah, no, let's do a whole new app and we'll call it Max and we'll make everybody switch, they don't know what goes how difficult that could be and that's what's happening so then the people are at the bottom like 
we'll try. How well, I can we- imagine most people who don't know anything about or who don't see that the app was switching and just turn it on once a month to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like, what? It's not working. The app's yeah. not, and then like they don't know, and yeah. then they're like, I'm not going to download another. Like, yeah. So it, I can it, imagine this going to this is going to cost them as many subscribers as they're going to gain. From it's them. a combination both of people that are making the decisions being kind of out of touch with the process and the people that you know your your below average user user not having any idea what's what's going on at the same time too. Just like you said, which kind of makes a, a rocky start to a new app. So. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's not great, great, Bob. Not great at all. No. But I don't like when they do that. Netflix is in the is in the news again for a very negative reason. It actually happened now. My my parents they got kicked off of Netflix because my devices, oh, yep. my Apple TV, I've considered the primary device for Netflix, and that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. But now my parents can't sign in, so I find it weird that Netflix. And I don't want to linger on this for long, but Netflix for a long time. You guys can maybe chime in here, but they were all about like, oh no, share the password as many times as you want. No, for years they, they were all about. They never that. said to share the password, but but they have boasted that you can watch it on any device, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. So now it's now everything is so is now being IP locked to where it's it, it, if you're not on the same network, then it considers that off the network and you can't share it. So they've definitely shifted their stance on it, but also things have shifted too. You well, they've I mean? they've offered me. To play it on a second primary device for yeah. not an additional for a low low for a low low cost of, like, but that but <laughs> that, but that makes Netflix for two households thirty bucks a month. Yep, that's insane. Well, I mean, that's cheaper than Netflix for two households at forty four dollars a month, yeah, which well, is true. what it would cost. But it it doesn't because <sighs> take me for example. I'm one of the exceptions where I travel a lot. All my stuff is at home, with my parents, but I travel, and we're using the same Netflix account. It's just. We're in different locations. I yeah. travel. For, it's not like I'm living. Like I have a life somewhere, and they have. Like, it's just I'm that weird exception that falls through the cracks. So I understand that. You're that weird exception. Well, I have to pay more. Yep. Well, I just I think it's ridiculous. And <laughs> well, the last thing to think about it is anybody that does travel for work or watches Netflix while they're at work because yeah, there are plenty the of places yep. that do that. That's they don't care. Yeah. But I also wonder how it works if it's on your phone. Because I think it's all devices. Your phone is roaming yep. always. You know what I well, mean? Well, the thing is, I watched it on my phone during the week, and it wasn't until I got home that I wanted to show Dad a scene from Kodachrome, which I hope you guys will watch. I, was, I didn't. Because I watched watch Kodachrome. That? I didn't watch it. But did you watch it? Did you watch the scene recently? No. Then you haven't. Then you haven't. Um, but I did, though, because I watched the movie years ago. <laughs> um, I want, And then as soon as I did it, not 20 seconds later, did I get an email from Netflix saying, You're playing it on a second device. Hey. You need to make a decision with, within the next six weeks about. Yeah. How you want to proceed, or we're going to lock you out. So I hope you get locked out of Netflix. I'd be so out, happy. It's just weird because my phone didn't trigger it, and then playing at home, watching a movie with dad, it's, just, it's strange to me. But I don't want to talk about this forever. We, you know, yeah, yeah I, get you, I, get you. I get you. I get you. There will be more news coming up on that. And from the from what I hear, it's been huge backlash, massive. Oh, yeah. But all I hear is all I see is thumbnail from I think YouTube the, and Twitter. So. The, la- the last time, the last thing I'll say about the Netflix thing is the thing that makes it worse for Netflix. It makes it harder is the fact that. Netflix isn't making it clear and simple either. Like there's there's a lot of convolution within like you know hey what triggers this why is it like but this? I think that's intentional. Well, I'm not saying it's not in, it's not intentional, but I think that's one of the things that makes it much harder and a more complicated issue for everyone else. It's if Netflix would just say hey this is what we're doing this is what it will cost now period in discussion there'd be less of all this discourse and it would be more focused on hey they're raising the prices again instead it's this uh, this other thing. I can see his thing. Well, I'm, I'm just asking how he sounded. Now he sounds robotic again. But um, I, that's well, that's just the thing. It's I think it's intentional because they're telling me if I don't do anything, they're going to roll me over into the most expensive option. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. But 
<laughs> I, I just I just think it's ridiculous. But I think maybe that's what their idea was all the whole time, where they they tell you, yeah, do all this, do all this, and then we're just gonna in two years we're just gonna charge everyone everything and then make tons of money. Or they roll out another plan that says, hey, uh, you want Netflix anywhere? Yeah, that's uh, fifty bucks a month. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, I think I think for Netflix, the simplest the simplest answer to this for them. Which might be the hardest way to start, but it might actually make it easier for the whole process. Is just make one thing with one price and be done with it. You know, I, I know it, you know you can make a one size fits all, and if people need more screens, they need another account because that's where they're at anyway with that that ten dollar add on. Yeah, but just give people more screens than average, and then from there, just say, hey, this is the price now. We're not doing these different tiers. You know, well, with this with this incredible price hike, though, it's they're they're not they're helping theater stay in business because people are looking at that like I don't want to pay that a month. So anyway, let's we should start the episode, but yeah, yep. yeah. I just want to talk about that because that's very relevant that to sense. to our, you know, streaming movies is very relevant these days. Oh yeah. More relevant than I would like it to be. However, that is what it is. So, let's get into the episode, gentlemen, shall we? All right. This is episode 332 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. It would help if I had it up, though, that's for sure. I got it up. Well, I'll I'll just take over from here, Roger. All right. Wait, so I think I think if you tap the tap it and talk to it, it'll. Uh... I got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's talk about a very divisive movie for a lot of people. Little Mermaid, ninety five point five million domestic, bringing in a total of one eighty five worldwide. Not too shabby. I don't remember what Lion King's number was or Aladdin's for the first opening weekend. Um, I think it was. I think they were both higher. I think Beauty and the Beast was much higher. But that's not the number I have either. For box office mojo, yeah, worldwide for one eighty five, domestic at one seventeen five. Oh well, maybe it's not counting the first. The may, may not be counting the like the, th- the Wednesday and Thursday and just Friday Saturday. Oh okay, I mean, domestic weekend twenty six through twenty nine. Well, I'm just going. Well, this is twenty six through twenty eight. Oh so, okay, so, so it doesn't have okay. Sunday's numbers on there. Not box office right. mojo doesn't. So one seventeen five. Yeah, that's, well, it does actually one seventeen five, but it's worldwide is one eighty five. Eight, so it's it's doing very well for itself. I'm sure it's gonna. I don't think a movie poised like that can't hit the billion dollar mark, can it? Mm, probably not. It's gonna have a pretty sharp drop off. This summer's pretty big with constant releases every week. So, so the um the box office mojo article I've opened doesn't have Little Mermaid on it, obviously, because it's it like they haven't like put it into the list yet. But um, The Lion King's opening was 191 million. Beauty and the Beast was 174 million. Ooh. And then Alice in Wonderland is third with 116 million. That's like your top three. For openings, so okay, that's that's fair. But I I I imagine Little Mermaid's gonna have a pretty sharp drop off. It's possible, but at the same time, what else is out right now for kids? You know, besides Mario, still being in theaters or whatever. Guardians, kids though. (laughs) John John Wick Chapter Four. (laughs) (laughs) Funny you bring that up because Mario Brothers is still in the top five after many weeks. But let's go to number two, Fast X, twenty three million. Bringing a worldwide to five hundred and twelve, nine hundred and thirty-one million. That's pretty good. That's yeah. not quite where I expect it to be. No, however, are a little bit lower. However, after watching the movie, I completely understand. This is, and we'll I'll say this before it. we get into it, but this is the first Fast movie I was completely 
bored with. Here's and the that's thing. crazy because it's about the most going on in it. Here's the thing. I don't think this Fast movie was for us. And we'll talk about that one. Okay, but that, that's a good I, – I agree with you. But, yeah, so Fast is doing okay. Half a billion dollars. Not too shabby the first week. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 bringing in another $20 million domestic. Bring its worldwide to 723 If Guardians outperforms Ant-Man, The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I'll be surprised. Actually, I wouldn't be that surprised. I won't. I be not one bit, because Little Mermaid ain't going to touch that. No. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's good, it's good to see Guardians. The more I, th- I gave Guardians kind of a lower, the more I think about Guardians, uh, the emotional ride that it gives, I was probably half a point to a point low on that one. Maybe. So It happens. But I, I've, I've seen it again, and I, I can appreciate what they did more. The, the, the knee-jerk reaction, I think, got me on the initial episode, but yeah. I've seen it again, and, and 3D, too, again. So. Oh, all right. Uh, let's talk about number four spot. Chris? You'll be happy to know. The reason you enjoyed this feast this morning was the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie brought another $6.3 million, bringing its worldwide to $1.27 billion. Hell yeah. Doing well for itself. So that is also available to purchase it is. on Amazon. I've watched that movie six times now at home. Did so. you buy it? Yes. Oh, good for you. 100%. See, see, this is where the interesting numbers comes in. If you bought it, so you, you and your two kids, I'm sure, watched it multiple times. Oh, God, yeah. And paid one price for it. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing is, like, yeah. that's where the model gets messed up. Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I paid for it, too. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I didn't say that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll good. wait for it to go to five before I pick it. I picked up a ton of movies this week yeah. um, to listen to at work, but I'll wait. That, that one will be, I think, will be ten within, within, yeah. within a year. I mean, Other things I bought this week were John Wick. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, just on, on the whole Why Mario. do you keep doing that? <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> yeah, on the whole Mario thing for a second. Like, the, um, like, the second we knew it was available, like, it was purchased. And we asked the we asked the girls if they wanted to watch it, and it got turned on, and it's just it's just been on it's been on. Well, good. I'm glad they enjoy it. That's, and, that's well, good they to love enjoy it. it. Yeah, and, and it's just because it's new Encanto. It really is, and this and listen, there's far less singing in this one. So I, I'm cool with that's, it. That's 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 a win <laughs> from the dad standpoint. Play Mario Auto Loop. It's fine. All right, and Roger, you're going to be happy about this. The machine, Yamushina, the top five. Did it really? Four four point three okay. million, bringing its box office to just a, just a tad under ten, eight point eight million. Probably not where it wants to be, but I've, it's where I've, I've I want heard, it to be in my heart. Did, did you hear Burt Kreischer's quote uh, on what what he thought the movie should make? No. So he knows nothing about movies. Seven right? trillion dollars. Well, so he's he knows nothing about movies. And someone in the movie biz, uh, I can't remember who asked him. So so you know how how much would you be happy with what this movie would make? And like he was like I don't know like a like one hundred thirty one million. And like and like the guy who was talking to me like laughed his ass off. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I and I, I really do like in a, in a, in, a, in a vacuum where these movies exist. I expected Cocaine Bear to do better than it did. Mm-hmm. I expected the machine to do better, but I'm all, but because I don't know how you can see these trailers and not like okay, that's opening weekend for me, hands down. Okay, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you people out there that don't get? But like the same with Borat. Borat did absurd numbers the first three weeks because it was so it was the most off the wall thing we'd seen to that point. Like, yeah, yeah. So just so inappropriate, so unbelievable that. But are we so far into that era where everyone's like, oh, I've seen that before? Is that is that is that the problem? I mean, I, kind of, but here, but I think a movie like like The Machine, we don't get this movie that often. No, you know, the, these are the movies we get few and far between these kinds of comedies anymore. So they are kind of exciting for for like people that like that like love this absurd uh, obscene comedy. Yep, that, that it is it is very R rated. It's not for kids. Oh, it's no. you know it's not for most couples probably yeah. either. Honestly, yeah, like, it's like, it's going to be a dude movie. Yeah, and my, bro- my brother who doesn't go to the movies asked me you know if I want to go see this movie with him. You know what I mean? So it's you know it's that kind of film. It does also have like Mark Hamill. 
which is a kind of an interesting Who? Tool too. Huh? Never heard of one. <laughs> it's but like that's something that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago if this movie had come out then. So mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I'm looking. We are going to include that one in our run next week with two theatricals next week. We, it's weird because this week we technically have two theatricals. Also, air being airs on Amazon, but it was started out theatricals. So. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to get into that one next week and some other notable ones six through ten. Let's take one quick. Is look. Avatar two on this list still? Is that no. what we're doing six through ten? No, 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 no. No. Um, about my father, Kandahar's Kandahar. There. You hurt my feelings. Evil Dead Rise still making some money and book club. Yes. <laughs> next chapter made a solid nine hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's coming back for next week, baby. Bringing <laughs> it back. <laughs> book club. Book club. <laughs> the next a big turnaround next week. Um, big big yeah, turnaround. I don't know what I expect out of the top. Or the six for ten, really. It's just kind of who's hanging on and who's not. So. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, but I want do what I do want to do is take a look at John Wick has capping out at four hundred twenty nine million. Yeah, not bad. And if you guys saw the one of the post stories I posted, John Wick five has been pre production has started. Oh yeah, hundred yep. percent. So, but they won't say who's in it, and it's not ballerina, which we know with Anna de Armas, a spinoff. They're already Wick. working on that. Yeah, yeah. So we know that at least two movies in that universe do exist. I'm sure we're going to get more. Now the question is. Is Bob Odenkirk going to be in John Wick Five? Well, did you Nobody. also did you also see the quote where they said like like fans can expect a steady stream of John Wick over the next five years or something like yep. that? So, it, but that imply that I feel like that implies that there's there's going to be like it's going to be like sub stories and subplots that they're going to play out as well, like things that aren't or assassins that are like there are yeah. different stories in the assassin world that somehow link to John exactly, Wick. Yeah. yeah, no, that's I can see it happening. Yep. But did did we ever do the budget for John Wick Chapter Four? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, was it, we it, was, was it huge? Or was uh, it, it, was, it, it was, it was smaller than we thought, but it was still a substantial budget. I'll, I'll look it up right now. All right, now. okay. I just wondering, because if, if they do do one of these every other years, every other year, then, because if John Wick 4 made $429 million off of, uh, what was it, like 75 maybe? $100 million. $100 million. Well, okay, that's, let's say $200 million capped out at budget and advertising. That's still a $229 million yep. oh, pool. So. I mean, they're fine with it. But it's just going to keep going down. We've seen with diminishing returns, it just. But you have to be careful of your audience. But we'll. we'll um, I'd be well, serious. I'd, I'd be excited to see what the uh, John Wick. 5 the audience does. consideration for John Wick Four is the fact that it's basically half of the United States that goes and sees this film, right? Like that. Like that's its target audience. It's the male audience. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, you know, guys are going to be more loyal to to an action franchise than like most other things. And right now, it's weird. I was just reading an article about this the other day too. Of. Movie attendance is weird and probably unreliable because it's in this weird limbo phase where people don't know if it's sticking around or it's going and streaming services are at an all-time high. What's going to happen? I mean, God, if the internet goes out in this country for even four days, what happens? You know what I mean? <laughs> death. But, yeah. And it's Riots. also... The, Literal death. <laughs> and, and also the, the article I sent you guys about that actually scares me more than ever about theaters is... And Roger, you can attest to this because you had to deal with a lot of that digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of these theaters, even the big ones, are still running off of Gen 1 digital yeah. parts that are getting very hard to find. You have to bring in, you have to fly in people that cost a lot of money to fix them because not many people know how to do it. And they haven't upgraded. But to upgrade is like millions and millions of dollars, so they're not doing it right now. That in That's like a catch-22 of like you can't upgrade because you're not making the money. And you're not, you're not making the money because you're not upgrading. Mm-hmm. So. It's a, it's it's going to be a different world here in about five years. So theaters. it's a far larger number of theaters that are only running 1080 screens than what you'd actually understand. Yeah. So that's something to think about every time I watch a movie in 4K on my giant television. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is true. I I'll, I'll give you that. Remember, that the TV true. tech is outpacing projector tech. Well, <sighs> outpacing affordable projector tech. I feel like projector tech has a has a lower ceiling than what TV tech does at this point, though. It too. does. So. Well, but again, it's 
but that ceiling is technologically it, it's so high though well yeah but still but it, it's just one of those things where like, you can do more with with, with a panel television than you can with, with with a projector with a light bulb yeah because Fair, because okay. the distance will always play a factor in, in, in what other hardware that goes into that let's pivot a little bit here to let's take a look at some upcoming releases then move into what's streaming but real quickly let's look at what is on the the release docket coming up this weekend may 26th about my father kandahar the little mermaid the machine and you heard my feelings a big round of releases there that's a big, yeah that's a lot june 2nd the boogeyman and spider-man across the spider-verse that's next week roger ah jeez <laughs> he's very excited <laughs> that came quick June 9th. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, man. June 9th, Transformers Rise of the Beast. June 16th, <laughs> The Blackening, Pixar's Elemental, The Flash. June 23rd, God is a Bullet, No Hard Feelings, Past Lives. I almost heard that as God is a Buffet. I'm like, I don't, uh, That's also true. <laughs> um, God is a Buffet. <laughs> June 30th, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Ruby Gilman. Oh, Gilman. I heard more terrible oh, stuff yes. about Indiana yeah, Jones. There's been a lot to come out this weekend. <laughs> oh, buddy. I, I, we're going to have a good time tearing that thing apart. Well, are we? Maybe we won't watch it. No, we have to watch <laughs> it. No, we well, it's, Okay, do you want to watch Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken? Probably. Uh, probably. No. Probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But, Remember that whole I just hope it doesn't suck part? <laughs> I just don't think people care about Indiana Jones anymore. That's I just, my I, just don't. I don't think that's, that the, the movie studio has given anyone a reason to care about Indiana no, Jones. No, that's all in the conversation, and you're yeah. right about that. Uh, July starts off, Insidious, The Red Door, Joyride, and then Mission Impossible, which is a Wednesday, July 12th. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, which will knock your Okay, now what I'm on for, I'm yeah. for. When, So when did Top Gun come out? Like what, what? Last year, around uh, J- July of last year. Weird. Okay. No, it was Memorial Day, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, it, I was what, it sure, just yeah. survived into almost okay. November. <laughs> Did it come out Memorial Day? Yeah, Memorial yeah. Day weekend, May, okay. May, May, f- May twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's just it's just neat how like like these movies are all launched in like in this in this small little like like summer window. Hmm. Well, Tom Cruise, the people that run that guy, they're not dumb. They know when his best box office window is. No, no, and, I get it. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're, I mean, I'm. Boy, after Top Gun, you're gonna see this movie doing very well for like several weeks. We'll see. Because here's the thing, like like someone like me who is like now like doing something like this with you guys, like after seeing Top Gun Maverick, I want to see Mission Impossible, and I've I've seen like one Mission Impossible movie besides like you know this one that I'm gonna go see this summer. So like I've never been into the franchise. I'm excited to see it because of how good Top Gun has done. However, I don't think your average movie guy is gonna go. Oh, Top Gun was so good. I'm gonna go see this now. I don't think your average movie goer does that. But I still think that you know there's going to be enough like passive hype about Tom Cruise and what and what um, Top Gun did that will get a bigger audience than what this would have had you you know like originally, which is exciting for it. You're probably right about that. And everything you said is probably dead on, but we'll see what it. I mean, but also working against Mission Impossible is even though it's not necessary, but people still see it as oh, which one is this seven? I gotta watch six before this. Like you don't have to. That you should probably watch the last. You should probably watch the last five, watch five and six, or even just six. But you are going to be lost if you jump in cold turkey. My argument to that would be Fast and Furious exists. Well, right. you know what I mean. So <laughs> they don't care if you've seen the last. And nope. if you see in Fast and Furious, no one fucking stays dead in this. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, you can bring back anyone at any time. Who cares? Hell yeah, brother! It's a fucking joke. Like, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing's a joke. But uh, I so that's where we end with Mission Impossible. Although very notable, and I know Roger's excited is July twenty first, Barbie. It's going to be a yeah. big weekend, man. And Oppenheimer, huge weekend. That's going to be a big and Cobweb has just been dropped in, in that week too, which I don't know what that is. Great. <laughs> um, 
Cobweb is the the quick IMDb um, description. A boy who hears voices in his head decides to unleash them on his abusive parents. Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr, the parents. Anthony Starr? Homelander? Oh yeah, Anthony Starr, yeah. <laughs> but Lizzie Kaplan, that, that's a big one. This, she's, she's starting to get mom rolled. That's a big deal. Um, so that looks like it's going to make all of $19 in the U.S. box office, but that's okay. All right, what Cobweb, movie at? I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, okay, it's, it's, it's coming out... Two weeks, it's a, no, a week after Mission Impossible and against Barbie and Oppenheimer. I mean, it's certainly a movie. But, like, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to pay attention to it. Why would anyone? You have three movies that are well worth your, way more worth your time than Cobweb. What if Barbie's just incredible? What if Barbie's better than Oppenheimer? Oh. It, there's a chance. It's, it's in play. That's no, the I, thing. I, it hurts to think because it's possible. I wish you but. guys could could have seen the look on Chris's face. Where it like, was really? confused, but like <laughs> realistic. Anger, anger, conf- anger and confusion. I went through all the stages of grief yeah. in one moment. Oh man, that's. But look, that's really in play, though. Roger's right. That yeah. could very well happen. You got I mean, it's probably the best director for it, and one of the better cast for it. So you'll see a lot of people getting beached off. <laughs> man, again. If you enjoyed hashtags with um and tweets when Wonder Woman came out, boy, you ain't seen nothing yet about yeah. Barbie's gonna fucking it's gonna be crazy. divide the country again. Country I, bet loves, I bet it owns. Yeah, this country loves to be divided. I'll I tell you bring, that much. I bet it brings everyone together. Let's take a look at what's streaming real quick. This week we're focusing on Hulu. Hello. And um, I one of one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and it's one I watch or listen to a lot. Glory by director Edward Zwick, Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Andre Broward, to name a few. 1989, that's a hell of a movie about the Civil War, um, about African-American troops fighting in the Civil War. Boy, that's just... And Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington, before they were anybody in the late 80s, to listen to those guys talk about what freedom means and what they are, who they are, their, their, their place, to have some of those conversations, you, it's just... Chris, you've seen that one, right? You're no. a big mystery, history guy. You haven't seen that yeah. one? Oh, my goodness, Chris. Well, however, uh, being a history guy, did you know that over 600,000 people died in the Civil War? Thank you for that. I just, it's, it's just a fact. <laughs> well, yeah, but that look at World War II. Like, millions, like oh, hundreds yeah. of millions died in yeah, World War di- II. different eras. And, yeah. also, and also, you know... And also, in the, you know, in the American Revolution, there was, like, a confirmed, like, 5,000 deaths. That's yeah. it. Like... Yep. There are tons of wounded and people dying of gangrene and whatnot, but yeah, it's and anyway. whatnot. But what glory, <laughs> glory was glory's a hell of a movie yeah. that's up for it. Won tons of awards. Roger, I know you can attest to that one. It yeah. did won a lot. Good movie. Hell of a movie. If you've not seen that one, you should absolutely see it. Uh, Detective Pikachu, Chris. Thank you for this submission by director Rob Letterman. Ryan Thousands Reynolds. died filming Detective <laughs> it's Pikachu. True. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Nye, Ken Watanabe, Chris Greer, 2019. One thing I do want to say before you hop into it is I think what Detective Pikachu did was admirable is it turned something that could have been very easily ignored by adults and it made it very watchable, mm-hmm. very entertaining. Well, I mean, so like this movie was – this was as much for adults as it was for kids in the fact that it, it, it was speaking to the parents of whose kids were going to see these movies as well. And it, it, this movie could have been really bad, but they the CG looked good. Um, the story is fine. It, it gave it a nice through line besides someone trying to catch Pokemon or be the very best or whatever, right? It created a, a relatable story, which I was against going into, but by the time I left that film, I thought it was it, it was it was a good choice. It was a good movie. It's also the third highest grossing video game movie that's still is still out there today. It's number three on the list now. Was number two for the longest time until Mario came out. 
So it's just it's it's a successful film. It's Pokemon. The CGI looks good, and the story is you know fine for you know you can have the whole family watch this film. And I agree. I've just watched it. I've watched it within the past two weeks, and it's it holds up. And that story with whole with with Mewtwo and Bill Nye and how that like it's more it's more powerful than I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect that. I knew what we get with Pokemon. Like the same, the game is the same every time. So like I kind of expected a little bit, but I didn't expect that. And I was it's not a ten or anything, but. Certainly no, isn't a two no. or three. It's 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 much higher than a five. Yeah. It blow yep. it, but it's it's how they handled the Pokemon. I thought was interesting. It was the first time that we got to see what Pokemon in like in the world in live action could actually could look be, yeah. like. Because yeah. we all look as kids, we all oh yeah, that's all, it's, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. I I had a Bulbasaur walking next to me. When yeah, I was of course for like forever. But like it's like it's just one of those Bulbasaur. Things. Yeah. Really? Yeah. First of all. Uh, Tarmander is third by a fucking marginal distance. Well, no, Squirtle's my Squirtle and Blast Squirtle's my guy. Yeah, Squirtle's. That's why I was far. confused. Well, cause, like, cause, cause, He's okay. professed his love for the Squirtle line many well, times. Because in my head as a kid, I could hide my Bulbasaur in the garden in the back. It'd be hard oh. to hide a giant, you know, blue turtle. I remember when that came out. You know, Venusaur is like eight hundred pounds, yeah, right? Bulbasaur's not. It's true. <laughs> I remember when po- Detective, po- Detective Pikachu came out, and we all just we were talking about one day what our starter was, and someone said Charmander, and then the my, the the first I was working for at the time looked at him, and goes, "You are such a bitch," and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I didn't expect that, but okay, because yep. like Bulbasaur and Squirtle are just miles ahead of the other the other one. But I'm trying to get you know if you played Charmander, if he was your starter, you had the hardest course. Yep. And it wasn't even close. Yep. Right, but I mean, your opening gym was like the only one that was easy because it was the bug gym. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was it. Well, rock was second, wasn't it? Brock? Yep. And then you had rock and water back to back. Yeah. Fair, but good luck. I just Char- <laughs> there's Last a reason Charizard is the king of Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yep. But the, there's I, not a not a maybe. He's the king. Yeah, it's true. There's a reason why he's in the final. Well, the final there are seven games. versions of Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, good pick. That's that's an interesting movie that I think people that if they wanted to talk, if they wanted to watch it to hate it, they probably walked out thinking very differently. Yep, exactly. And I think that's what just that give us a live action Pokemon, you fucking cowards. I mean, I they mean, did. they they prove they can do it. So. Although I'm surprised we haven't seen a follow up. I'm really surprised about that. They made a ton of money, right? You know what I mean. So why why wouldn't it? I think it's one of those things where like they just. Nintendo's very well. It's not Nintendo, but like they're well, all very careful of. Niantic had a hand out. in that. That was after Pogo yeah. release, and that was like Pokemon had received have. That was two years after Pokemon Go launched, and a huge resurgence in Pokemon games and interest. And yeah. I'm just surprised we haven't seen a follow up. I, I would have expected it by now. Yeah, at least two by now. Me too. Give it to us, you cowards. All right, and Roger, I, I laugh at this one because for a long time I thought the, this kind of move was a joke. But Speed by Jan DeBont, Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock, Joe Morton, Daniel, Jeff Daniels, Alan Ruck, 1994. Let's jump a bus off a bridge or over a highway. It's not finished and ride around the airport for a while. Yeah. Well, it's just fuck yeah. There's so much about that movie that worked. Keanu's one of them. Chris, I know you like Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah. He's just a crazy bad guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Which is it? Which is very appropriate. You bring up Speed because we're talking about a movie today with another just batshit crazy villain in <laughs> Jason Momoa's character in Fast Ten. But Dennis Hopper's a lot of the same way. He just kind of he's doing what he's doing. And he doesn't give a shit about okay. anything. 
So um, some of the stunts that they that they do in that in that film too are just out of this world. Like like to yep. think about actually like attempting, especially like, for ninety four. Yeah, like, well, like and just like the whole idea of like of like you know sending the agent underneath the bus on that weird rickety like you know the thing the, the, uh, the like roller like yeah. the mechanics yeah. cart thing yeah, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like to send them underneath the bus. I don't know. Like it's just it's just. But that's what that era of action movie was back then, though. You but know? but also like. Speed is very nineties. Yeah, like, no, that's 90s. fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, like I remember every time I've seen that movie growing up, where like she's just driving through like all the water stoppage, like mm-hmm. in, the, in the town, like those big barrels of water, like the the uh, the speedometer's just oh, it's creeping down. Oh yeah. my god, it's like. <laughs> But it's so ridiculous too because it like is. that is so well, that like is the shaky cam on the speedometer. Right. <laughs> like what the heck is this? Well, it doesn't. It's also the one of those things where like that's not a real scenario at all because you you couldn't a bus cannot be in perpetual motion in Los Angeles all the time. You just, just especially that's why they hour. go to the airport, buddy. Well, that's what they did and they, and they looped it. But eventually you're gonna run out of gas. Eventually something's gonna happen. Like all these things are working against you, and it's just it doesn't. I like speed for what it is, but it's highly improbable. Yeah. But, oh yeah, hundred percent. But again, nineties movies always are, yeah. and they're just they're they're so overproduced, so over budget. But look, I mean, I love them. Short version is speed rules. Yep. If you yeah, haven't seen it, that's about, your problem. How about speed two cruise control. Speed two is a garbage pile. <laughs> but it did have an awesome tagline of cruise control yeah. on a boat. Jason, Fuck yeah. Jason Patrick was a star in that with um with Sandra, and yeah, I got yeah, to. Yeah, Sandra was in that one too. Yeah. And I got to talk to a buddy, a producer I work for in Pittsburgh all the time is like best friends with Jason Patrick. So yeah. he calls all the time and he'll put me on speakerphone with him. And I talked to him. I talked once to ask him about Speed 2 Cruise Control. He's like, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> why'd you bring up that trash movie I did once? This is why you let everybody be friends with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> this is it. Like, just remember that moment. But to listen to Jason Patrick talk about Speed 2, it was hilarious for a few minutes. And yeah. he didn't, he's, he's like, man, regret has no calling on me because that was bad. <laughs> But so I, I would have liked it better. Be like, dude, I got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Just be honest with me. Look, movie's bad. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> At least, it, I mean, seriously. Yeah. But we, I, I expect, I've expect some kind of because of Keanu. Do we, are we expect some kind of speed resurgence? No. Like a remake, maybe. No. I don't I mean, think he wants to play another character besides John Wick for the rest of his life. And yeah. look, fine. Yeah. Very <laughs> Let this man be John Wick until he's done with movies. Wait till we get an old man Logan version of John Wick. Oh shit! We already have, I mean, how? Oh shit! Well, how old is John Wick? He's in his fifties. Like, yeah. can, canonically, he's pretty up there. How old is Keanu or how old is John? No, John Wick. How oh, old is John? No, I assume he's in his fifties, right? Whatever. He's shooting people. He's old matter. enough to be retired and out of the game at least once. So I mean, I think I think I don't think you get to retire. That's pretty much the entire premise. Even of this. on, I think the average age of your assassin assassin retirement is a little bit lower than the average age of any other profession. That's f- or far old, far longer, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, maybe. There's two extremes here. <laughs> All right, so those are available to you for you to watch if you subscribe to Hulu. Glory, Detective Pikachu, and Speed. All there for your What a pleasure. mix of movies we yeah, just right? picked, by the way. Yeah. Right, let's quickly go over some trailers. Uh, how are we feeling about The Color Purple, the remake? I didn't well, know this, was, I didn't know this was, a, was a sing-along. Was a, Why are we remaking this? Well, this was a, that was a Spielberg movie to begin with, wasn't it? I think so. Pretty, yeah, with huge cast. Won all kinds of awards. Was very serious. Um, I don't know why you try to remake The Color Purple. Not for any other reason than, like, it's a damn good movie. Just let it be. Just, yeah, yeah. There are so many movies that just, why are you remaking it? Just let it be. Um, but I'm I'm in for right now. I just don't think it'll do very well. So that's just my personal take. What do you guys think? After watching the trailer, I just don't think it'll do very well. So, I mean, like, and this isn't me trying to be unfair to The Color Purple, but 
I'm just not interested in it at this point. It just know? doesn't speak to you at all. Like yeah. I, I, I get that. Like, I mean, but I, here's the thing, though. Maybe this movie isn't made for me anyway. You know what I mean? It's true. So it's, it's one of not. Those, it's one of those things where it's uh, you know maybe there's a reason why it, it doesn't you know pique my interest at all at this point. Now, if we if it's out for a week and we hear it's really fucking good, you know, we might watch it. You know what I mean? That that's one thing. But I don't mean. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm just not very you know interested by this film yet. Me neither, and maybe it'll change. I want to revisit the original. The the original. I'll revisit that. See if that helps me get more interested in this one. I just it just it's a movie that I just don't think is talking to me, which is very few and far between. But unfortunately, I just that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. I mean, the original came out in '85. I mean, it won a bunch of awards, that sort of stuff. I don't know why you touch things like this. Exactly, that's what I don't you know understand. What? I mean, '85 is like the prime. Let's remake this movie range at this. Point. Well, we are in that. We yeah, are definitely. I mean, in I mean that. you can just re-release the original. It could. That is something that can happen. You make it can just be remastered. Yeah. All right. How about the sympathizer with Robert Downey Jr.? Odd. It's a miniseries. Odd thing. The miniseries that, on Max. That trailer was strong because it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I again this is one of these things that I'm just I, I'm not interested in this at all. I don't know. Besides why Robert Downey Jr. wearing like 18 different masks and looking like a bunch of different people, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's a story about a, a guy who's a spy for Vietnam, or maybe a counter spy for the United States, and, <laughs> and then maybe a counter. Then, then maybe not either one of those things, and just the guy. So, I mean, I we'll see how it goes. I, I assume with Downey Jr. attached to it, it's at least got some credence of a decent something. But well, I mean, and Downey's going to be very can be very selective on what he does from now on. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't like something, he's not going to do it. Nope. So, well, but that's of course. I mean, you shouldn't do it if you don't want to do it. But uh, it just is another one that doesn't talk to me at all. It just it doesn't interest me whatsoever. The fact that it's a series always makes it a little bit harder because it's hard to find time to commit to watching a whole series with everything else that's vying for your attention right well, now. Well, it is a miniseries, so you know it's, it's, that's one season, the one and done. Well, yeah, so. but still, it's like to, to, to set a power at like six or eight hours of your time to watch it, it it's, it's not easy. So, I mean, and it has a lot of competition with all the other things that are out that are you know trying to pull you in every direction. I think that... If it was a movie, it'd be a little easier to say, "Yeah, no, I want to see that." So we'll have to see how it does and how it reviews before I would like I would make a decision on it. I agree. I'll, I agree. I'll let other people watch it and tell me if it's good or not, and then I'll and then I'll consider it. Ah. Sure, fair enough. Yeah, truly in the digital age on that one. On that one, yeah, hundred percent. All right, and the last one, the last voyage of the Demeter. The fuck is this? What are we talking about here? <laughs> what is going to? Why? I don't, I don't know. know. The this? guy that plays Doctor Dre is fighting Gollum on a ship. Is all that I know. What's <laughs> happening here? Why? Why is Dracula on terrible the ship? timing with with the Gollum game release? No, it's, I think it's perfect. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it that's reminds a disaster. Me, it reminds me the most of that the the movie The Descent. You guys ever watch that where they go yeah. cave splunking? And yeah, there's there's vampires. The, those wherever. old cave yeah. have old cavers have devolved into those creatures. Yeah. Um. So, spoiler from 2004. Spelunkers. Spoiler. 2005, maybe. But we should talk more about spelunking. spelunking. Stop saying the word spelunking. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what to feel. I mean, this. here's the thing. We all, all three of us, as soon as the trailer was over, when it says August 11th, that was the death nail. Like, that's the death nail for a lot of movies is in August. You're busy. No one really cares anyway. It seems like there's someone really tried with this movie, right? Cause, no. Cause, well, no. You think listen, so? Listen. No, no. I, I'm with Chris on this the one. Tra- it started the stronger. The trailer looks looks very well well, very well done as a trailer the the movie cgi quality looks good it doesn't look it looks like this movie had like you know some like some horror adventure vibes going on 
and then you watch the whole trailer, and it, like all of a sudden, it just goes off the rails. At well, some point. it's just a haunted house movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yep. just it's just alien on a reskin. ship in the ocean. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just alien reskin trapped on a spaceship where you can't go into space. You're just you have to fight this thing and survive, yeah. or you're dead. Yeah. And that's or in a, in a million movies be, be, between the '70s and now that are also haunted house movies where people were trapped in a certain space mm-hmm. and they had to fight off this weird thing. And it's, it's all it is a haunted house movie. But it's it. If you ask me, it's got an interesting setting. I want to know why Dracula's on a ship. I want yeah. to know why it's Dracula. All these things. I probably could do research, but I'd rather the movie tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, if if it even does, it won't. Again, uh, a movie targeted in August. Probably not a whole bunch of exposition being yeah. given to you, but. All right, the color purple, the sympathizer, and the last voyage of the Demeter. You can all watch those now. Trailers. Check those out if you want. And, gentlemen, it's time to fast ten our seatbelts. I stole that from you, Roger. I'm sorry. <sighs> And you did it so poorly. Yeah. I know, like I that, know. I'm sorry. Let's gave, talk about you gave, no, you gave no pause for emphasis or nothing. Nothing. Like, no, you got to look movie. around. You got to be like fast and your seatbelts. Yeah. Nope. Movie doesn't deserve it, Chris. That's where you're wrong. Doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Let's talk about some Rotten Tomatoes. It does deserve it. 54% tomato meter. 85% audience score. That seems about right. Well, look. I mean, there's a there's a clear reason for this. Like, look, I'm not going to beat her on the bush. This is not a great movie, but when, it's well, every hold on, it's every bit of a Fast and Furious movie. You know, well, so <laughs> on your opening line there, when was the last good Fast and Furious movie? Fast like, Seven. Like, good. You know what I mean? Two, like two thousand one. No. <laughs> like, see, that's that's see, that's that's we're saying that though is actually very unfair yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, not. That's the best one, though. But the last it's the good best one, one wasn't. Yeah. Okay, fair. But yeah, like there have been plenty of them. The last couple, however, have not been no, very they, they good. No, story wise, like they, they've leaned very hard into their whole. You know, well, isn't like, isn't four, five, and six like that's the trifecta of where you want to be? Is like those three movies are. It's a good trilogy. Four, yeah, but five, yeah, but, yeah, but then you leave seven out of it when seven is seven is, a good is movie. the second best fast. Okay, fair movie. enough. Yeah. But eight eight was not great. No, eight was not great. Nine, nine was where like it was. Over. Nine went sideways. They're just like you know no, what? Nine went up. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with nine, they were like, you know what? Fucking go to space. We don't yeah. care. Producers just go to space. Yeah. You know, it's just. But this one, it. I don't even. <sighs> this one is more grounded in re, in in reality and the possibility of science existing than the last one, though, which is what I appreciate True. in this one. Without the term, Compa- then the last one. Then the last one. Until <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, you say those words, it's bullshit. But yeah, yeah. comparatively, between the last film I saw and this film, this one's at least, it's actually toned down and a little more down to science earth. Well, there's some caveats to that. We're getting into it. All right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Let's run Vin the cast here. Yep. Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Jason Momoa, Natalie Emmanuel, Jordan, Jordana Brewster, John Senna, uh, Jason Cena, Cena John Cena, Jason Statham. Uh, Sung Kong, Alan Richardson, and a, a Scott Eastwood, Helen Mirren, list goes on. Charlie Theron, Brie Larson, Rita Moreno, directed by Louis Leterrier, who's done quite a few of them up to this point. Yeah, yeah. So, but, and I want to start this off by saying, of the three of us, I was the most excited for this movie. Okay. I, I think bar none. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And when I watched this movie, I was, I was so unbelievably bored and ready to be out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, this one, whatever magic there was that they kept me entertained in nine is gone in this one. And I think because there's at least what Fast had from... Now, it depends on what you consider canon and what you don't. In, the, in this movie, they reference all of them except for two. They don't reference Too Fast, Too Furious. They don't. 
they reference all of them in that weird recap midway through the movie, except yeah. the second one. So no one considers the second one canon, although Tyrese Gibson is here because of the second movie. Right. So how can you count it out? But at least the one thing that the first nine movies had is some sort of cohesion. There's okay. always a plot. They're, they always knew who's coming after them. There's always a reason they had to run. This one, the story's done. It's over in nine. And then this one starts another one. It's a new trilogy. That's what well, this is. Yeah. Well, you know, and I know that, and we know that, especially where this one ends, and we know that from the trailer said the, the end begins, you know, whatever, May, whatever it came out. Yeah. But t- t- it just, maybe they should have stopped at nine. <laughs> maybe space was really the last frontier, and they should have just stopped at nine. Well, I, we haven't been to the bottom of the ocean yet. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but neither has fucking science, Roger. But they do have a nuclear sub, which just They play. do, so, so let's assume. Uh, we're has <laughs> just been chilling since the eighth movie just well, so uh, we also we don't know how much time has actually passed through true. now besides <laughs> the kid growing you, up you just said that you know maybe this should have ended at nine ended in space and i i disagree with that i think that at this point the fast franchise has been so big it's become something so far away from what it started as and is such a huge cult you know like cult classic within itself and blockbuster of a film that this movie needs to go out with something big this needs to have a definitive ending to it for the mainline characters you have to bring everyone together you have to get them to the same place and you have to give them a big fucking film like that's what this this franchise is it's huge and how could you end this franchise without having that be its ending it's gotta be big because sure all fast has been sure i mean together with all the all 10 movies it's over the 7 billion mark and this one's still accumulating money So, I mean, there's money to be had there, but I would argue with this because, listen, they've, they've said that this is the end. There's going to be a trilogy to end it, and that's, that's fine. Yeah. I would say for the first time in all of the Fast movies, and listen, there's been a bunch, obviously, a nine previous ones, this one actually has a legit villain. Okay? Look, love him or hate him, he's different than every... Jason Momoa's character is different uh, than every other fast villain we've dealt with right because this guy is generally unhinged well yeah i mean this is the first time we've had jack captain jack sparrow well this is the first time it's not a it's not a government agent after them it's someone that's just some crazy some crazy just a crazy dude yeah. but and, and how Bent they, on revenge and how they because what you something you never learn is like how these crazy people always have their infinite amounts of wealth and and henchmen is it's actually explained in this mm-hmm. one which i mm-hmm. i gotta give it props for because the money in the bank vault, which they stole from him, then he he got back and then hired all these mercenaries to hunt them down. So, as stupid an explanation as it is, it is an explanation. Yeah, it so is. So, I buy it. I'm okay with it. No, and, and, and I think that we've, we talked about the villain briefly. He, he works. He's believable as a villain. And, you know, no matter how eccentric he is and how different he is, regardless, his motivations are believable. And yep. you never once think, you know, oh, well, he's not going to do these things. He's, he's going to do them. And you and you believe that you know the characters that he's involved with as we watch the movie are in danger or they're in peril. Yeah, no one's out of play for him. He'll kill everyone. He doesn't care. Yeah. He'll kill the kids. He'll kill your parents. He'll kill you. He'll kill your dog. He'll blow up your house. Legitimately, like that's the kind. Listen, this is a guy that doesn't play by any of the rules in the Fast and Furious franchise, which makes him a good opposite for somebody like Dom. Because yeah. Dom is our hero here, right? Well, Dom does you know, play by rules. Well, Dom's got his own that. little exactly. code. Yeah. There ain't no code here. I'm, like glad, I, brought, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't up. give yeah. a shit about your code. You know, there's no family here. We're not friends. I'll kill you to get over you. Like, that yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, ultimately what's going to end up happening here is that code is what's going to be 
what finishes off, you know, the whole redemption yeah. or whatever yeah. comes through here. With with code is honor and family. Yeah, of course. But, you know, for the first time ever through all these movies, like, we have a scorched earth bad guy. And he's out of his mind. But <laughs> I thought he's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. legitimately, I laughed when he's doing... Yeah, it, like, it's funny. Like, when he's talking to the dead bodies... Dude, that's hilarious to me. He's painting the one guy's toenails. I was toe like, what is he painting one guy's toenails? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, look, you've never seen that in a Fast movie before. Nope. We're, we're evolving. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> you I mean, need I mean, to see that in the Fast Furious movie, though. No, I mean... Well, hey, well, here's the yeah, thing. I did. <laughs> I needed it. Either either you want you want something different, and you want them to change it up, or you want the same exact formula. We well, can't, you can't have it both ways. You're right, lot, and I'll tell you why you're right, is because you... You couldn't just continue. Oh, it's another government agent coming after you. Had to do something different. I mean, so I understand that. It, it, is, it is kind of ironic that it's it's someone from their past again. You know what I mean? But it's at, always at, someone from. But their at past. the same time, they they've done so many big things in this universe that it, like, it's impossible for them not to have touched. You know, like like other parts that they haven't like seen. It's the same. It's actually similar to the whole. Um, uh, the part in Marvel comics where where in, uh, Ultron they. They destroy the city, mm-hmm. and it and that's what causes so many things to go on with like with like Shield and all that other stuff. Changes the rules exactly, and it's kind of what they've done with the Fast movies. They've done so many things and blown up so much shit that you know they're never not going to affect people in some way, shape, or form, positive or negatively. And they, it's a good callback to this bad guy. That's Every time you say that, I'm like, why didn't they let just just let it fall and destroy the quarter of the world? Why didn't they just? <laughs> Such cowards, such fucking cowards. It is what it is. Anyway, go on about. Well, so that's what you're right about. This is on. Ultimately, my whole thing. I'm glad Roger brought it up. It, it, it came. It comes down to the white hat hero, which is Dom in the old westerns, against against a an outlaw that doesn't that doesn't care. Yeah. And that's it's it's. I'm I'm simplifying it down to what it is, but that's what it is, and that's kind of interesting. I gotta say, and it's. Against Dom, who's always dressed in darker colors and has the cross, and against what was his, what was Momoa's name again in this? Damien one? Braga. Damien. Okay, and he's always in lighter colors, yep. which is always. I guess that's. He's how got he, a very flowy attire too. Does, by the way, it looks very comfortable. Yeah. Honestly, um, that's nice. It's just it's it's strange to me that they, because those are the, like that if if that's how they're always dressed, that's how they see themselves. Dom always sees himself as this disillusioned guy who's lost so much but he's had so much ahead of him but he feels the weight and the burden he feels everything on the weight of the world on him because he has such a big family to take care of and he has to keep constantly protecting them and this guy wearing white sees himself as a change that's needed to take dom down and so i can understand that's kind of the the reason behind all the dress stuff but i always thought that was interesting too because what you dress characters in does matter it absolutely matters well yeah and it's intentional as well right you know what i mean absolutely i i have a question how much of this do we think was um what uh, momoa's like momoa's direction and momoa's decisions and how much of it was like was like pre-written into the script for this so, was, this was all vin's decision I, I i don't know but i would guess i bet you they gave him an outline and said hey listen we want you to be a little bit weird yeah a little bit crazy mm-hmm. But you have to hit these points. You can't be oh, like you can't be you know, yeah, can't be the like the most murdery person. But you can be <laughs> totally okay with murder. Yeah. So, so I bring that up and ask that question because I think that like this speaks to Momoa's ability to to act. I think he was kind of let off off the leash. Yeah, let him more, do whatever he wanted. More so than usual. That I, I think I think he he does well. He's believable, and there's never a point where he seems stiff. I think this is a good performance by him. Look, the part where, where he's got little B, right, and he's driving cars, like, you know I beat your dad in a street race once <laughs> after he just killed all those people? Like, look, 
I laughed at yeah. that. That yep. shit was like so out of left field. Fucking hilarious. But he yep. also like that has this weird little like innocent kid smile. About He's just it. like, yeah. <laughs> He's like I beat your dad in the street raid once. And yeah, it's it is. Did you know? Did he say? Did your dad tell you that I beat him in street <laughs> raid? <laughs> Which is even more demeaning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a way, we just I wanted to bring up the what was the Netflix movie we just watched not too long ago when he was the guy that could go between worlds. Slumberland, Slumberland, Slumberland which, yeah. which we didn't. That movie which, had which was so many but, problems. But again, I, I, I that's why I wanted to highlight this is is he does really good in this film. So either he's getting the right direction from someone else, or or he was kind of like told, hey, listen, you can kind of do your thing here. This is what we want. It still speaks to the fact that he he can do it, mm-hmm. which you know there's been some times where we thought yes, and sometimes where we've thought no. It, it, it's been an up and down with him. I don't think I I still don't think Momoa's got anything. I think that this gives the window that it's possible for him to really like you know. What if he's just stride. a better bad guy than he is a good guy? Nothing wrong with that. Pay no, it. there's not. Listen, you want to get paid? Way, that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah, especially well, if you can build a career. Because well, like comparatively, guy. you know, we could we, we look at Dave Batista, whereas he started out kind of stiff. You know what I mean? He he began slow, but like like he showed promise early on. Even though like he can't get, it's hard for him to get away from like his personality being and a big just, bulky guy. Yeah, and the and the way that he speaks is mm-hmm. very is very like di- like like unique to him. So it, it's hard to get out of the roles he started in. But he's now breaking away from that. This might be the same thing for Momoa, and I hope that more comes from from this because he's likable. He's charismatic as hell, which is why he fit. He for, is, which is why they wanted him for Slumberland. I think because he is charismatic. He is super charismatic, but I just don't think he's done any. Thing yet that like puts him on that A list level. Not that many people are on the A list level. Well, I was gonna with. say, yeah, it's it's not I mean, easy to get there for a reason. Though, there, right? There's like four actors on the A list level, but like the point is to I've seen nothing that gives me any indication he may sometime be there. Not, not nothing like none mm. of his roles. I, even, think, even I mean, he doesn't do anything dramatic though. Like that's well, no, that's gonna be a th- well. I mean, isn't that what people? Isn't that how unfortunately how they judge everybody Maybe. when it comes yeah. to that? Yeah. It's like, look, you can be the biggest action star in the world. Nobody gives a shit about you until you win an Oscar. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Oh, look at me and my billions of dollars. Yeah, oh. but someone like me doesn't give a shit about that. No, but that's not what he's talking about. Though. Oh yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't look at you don't look at credence of the guy who starred in Aquaman and did just fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that's that's, that's how you got to look at it. Like, yeah. he's not always been in great movies, but the movies where he excels in are totally fine. The, the, the difference with this movie and why somebody might tell me legitimately, like, I don't like Jason Momoa in Fast and Furious, is because you didn't like the movie. Because oh, yeah. the movie is markedly worse than some of the other Fast movies. Oh, I mean, yeah. and it truly is. Like, yeah. if, you, if you just look at comparison, even to the most recent ones, like, we, we talked at length at the last movie. You know, we joked, ha-ha, they finally went into space, blah, blah, blah. That movie's pretty bad. It is. And, like, we, is. we openly talked about that, you know, whatever, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, this movie's probably worse than that. You think so? I, wait, wait, wait which, one, which one? I'm sorry. I think the last I, one, nine? I, I think this movie's better than, than well, nine. I don't. I think I, I'm with Roger on this one. So, look, I understand what they're doing because they, they set a baseline for what's going to be a yeah. three-movie arc to end it. Okay? And I understand that. Yeah. There's no point in this movie where I think anything's actually very good okay like story's so off the wall Mm -hmm. because even listen they finally get a good serviceable bad guy and they fuck the story all up okay because everything they do they have it like they're retconning it into you know cutting the old stuff back which i've always done that not not like this though and you know for a fact like i mean we we watched the entire bank heist scene from fast five from fast five that was five movies ago yeah we watch them like snip in Jason Moe's characters, which listen, I get it. It helps tell that story. Yeah. But we have never seen them do something like that okay. before. 
And to make sure that, hey, they want everybody to understand everything here is connected. And that opens the doors for spoilers of people who were dead coming back again. Mm -hmm. And, like, this just keeps happening. Like Grayson said, there are no stakes anymore. No. Nothing. There well, there that, stakes, that, they just, they're just laughable. There haven't just, been stakes, like real stakes in a long time in this But they're, 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 they're the same stakes as the Star Wars sequel. It's just, they don't, who, who cares? Well, okay, so that's the other point, though, right? They, they're trying to build this in this one giant arc so it all ends together, mm -hmm. but they're making it so convoluted there's no straight line story anymore. And I think they, uh, I think it's a misdirection kind of thing. Yeah. Because look, the way this movie ends, this movie ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. They've never done that in a fast movie before because this is the first one that's ever going to be an actual part of a trilogy mm -hmm. instead of a one off movie done by itself. Yeah. This movie doesn't end in two hours and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. This movie ends in seven hours, two movies from now. Yeah. So. Which you know, I mean, you know, we're we're gonna they then in this movie they also something important is they still Brian's still alive, he's somewhere just gone. He's just gone with me. He's got he's protecting the family. So, yeah, they took the family I, off the grid. They're good. They have a plan to bring him back and make it believable. Probably his brother with some. His brother looks just like. I mean, his brother okay. looks, but it with some balls on his face and. I don't know. Sometimes you don't touch that. You know what I mean. But well, he's still. They, they got to bring him back. So I know what you mean, and I'm not okay with it at this point. But look. They have to. They're going to do something like that because if not, he would be dead. They would. There are plenty of ways they could have took him out. Be like, hey, you know, they caught him. He died for the family. You know, any any kind of yeah, thing yeah. That they wanted, and they haven't done it yet. And the only thing I can think of is we're going to get something with him digitally or otherwise being there. So. Well, they, what, which one was the one where they seven where they ended with him and Vin going different ways mm -hmm. and that song yeah. from I forget who sang the song. Yeah. But it was a very touching song. They could. I mean, they could have done. There's, that's Brian Brian's and Mia gone. could have never came back. Yeah. Brian's got well, Mia had to come back, but Brian no, she didn't. Didn't Mia have? Don't they have a kid? Yeah. So Mia had to come back. No, no. she didn't. They could have left. Yeah, you could just you know and and that whole that whole. Well, no, no, no. But arcing. I mean, I mean, they would have had to. They should have referenced the, that because that's what it was in the end of seven is. Um, uh, Paul Walker's dead, and that's they were giving him that right off in the sunset. Yeah, that was they were acknowledging that Paul Walker was dead. Which is weird now because they're not acknowledging that the character is dead. Yeah. Well, that's what's weird. They did that. Remember at the end of the last movie when they said he'll be here. He's just running late, and then his car, yeah, pulls, his car up. pulls up. Yeah, yeah. That's when they thought they okay, did that now shit on purpose. Of course they did. <laughs> but they had an out to kill him to make him dead, dead, and they didn't take. That's it. That's what I mean. So, yeah. I I don't know how much and he is Fast and Furious. It started with. Him. I don't know how much that is them paying homage to 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 the character and, and the memory of the actor, and, well, and how and how much it is them setting up a way to bring him back in, in movie X, Y, or Z. I, I think that's, that's I mean, a that's weird fair line. point. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, like it doesn't a, have to be one or the it other. It doesn't have to be either of those things. Yeah. You know, but and it could be either though. So it, it's I, it is complicated. I just I wouldn't I would lean more away from them trying to do that than them actually like you know like leaving that alone. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it it'd be a tough thing to do. It'd be tough for fans. It'd be tough for the family. Not anymore. They like have that. to now. They don't have a choice now. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see on that. I, I, mean, I think that's all we can well, do. Well, this this one is. I'm I'm looking. He's at... been dead for four movies. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's well, what I mean? Yeah. Well, here's. Well, no. He died at the end of. He died during the filming of seven. So he's been dead for two and a half movies, eight, nine, and ten, and then three and a half. Then oh, four. And like I Hobbs said, too. So okay, so I'm looking at just before we jump into the movie proper, and we'll we'll do another 25, 30 minutes of the movie proper is yeah. looking at the budgets for them all. Um, they've they, they've all completely destroyed their budget, like oh, way more money every time. But yeah, every time. So this is definitely a billion dollar franchise. Which is Paul Walker's reason. been dead for ten years. Yeah, that was in 2014 or something. 2013. Jeez. 2013. 
Wow. That's <laughs> Holy shit. It didn't, I didn't realize it was 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that long. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, like, and, and, and you, mentioned, like, you mentioned like, like how big these movies have been how much and how they always destroy their budget, which is why they this is why this franchise goes out on a bang, right? Like, this is why you, like, you set up a trilogy and have this franchise just have its have its whole world of whatever the fuck it is happen. Well, here's the thing is if this is the first of a trilogy, I don't think this movie was strong enough to launch a trilogy. Why? It did exactly what the first of a trilogy does. It set up the villain. It's exactly yep. what the first movie does. It sets set up, up the villain, villain and set up some stakes. Sets up the villain and puts puts the heroes in peril. Movie two is them figuring shit out, and the third one is them defeating, getting shit done. Defeating That's, the villain. That, I, I just that, watching this movie. I was I actually forgotten that there was supposed to be two more, and like I was at the end, I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" But it's I don't think it's, I I don't think Momo is strong enough to do to do a, a trilogy villain. I just don't. I think you're wrong. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. just that's just me, and I wanted to like. And him. well, he has, and and they've revealed the second villain in this too. So he's he's not he he isn't shouldering this whole thing alone. He is the whole thing isn't right on Momo at this point. There's two guys, and I think that's actually a good way to split up. You know, like like what you need and the resources you have. Yeah. Sure, more believable. Sure. At that yeah, point. it's not just Momo. It's the agency itself yes. is the entity coming after yep. them, which is as powerful. Which yeah. well, when we let's jump into talking about the movie, but but before that. I don't. I'm don't understand how certain things happen, and I, and I want to preface the conversation with that: is does no one stay dead in this universe? No. Well, we thought they did, <laughs> until they don't. Yeah, true. But that's the thing: is literally a plane explodes on the side of a mountain with four of our people in it, and they're all going to be alive. Well, so here's the thing: well, that's... we also didn't see it hit. We saw it hit on the other true. side. Oh my goodness. Well, no, but you okay. No, yeah. You're right, you're so right, the one thing I want you to understand: anybody who's ever come right. back from the dead, you have never seen them be the dead. The next movie, when it opens up, is going to open up with the plane yeah. going down. Yeah. Well, and um, how and how they um, get off the plane? Absolutely died in that car. In Tokyo. You never saw him. You die. never saw him die. You saw him. No. You, you saw, saw the car, car on fire. You saw the walk away and the car explode. That's you all you ever see. I'm, I'm talking about Tokyo Drip before they retconned it. We know. You never see him die. We're talking to you. But no, but you don't. You Statham doesn't walk away in Tokyo Drift. That's no. the retcon version of it. So in the Tokyo Drift version, when a car's upside down on fire, all it does is span the other way and the did, car blows up. Well, that's to well, me, that's dead, man. You don't know if he bailed out <laughs> in, in, in any time of that. Come on. Well, but the thing is, Han was such a great character. You know, the whole. Remember, Alex used to talk about justice for Han. People were like, for. <laughs> For yeah. several movies, people are like, "Where is Han?" So that they had to bring him back, and I and I get that. And so, Han's also one of the more interesting characters. In Han's the, the best. Yes. So, but here's the thing, though they they just reg- like downgraded him to a guy that eats snacks all the time, which I think is kind of stupid. And he doesn't too. even do that in this. Well, one. you know why he oh, does? He does because huh? he stops smoking. Oh, okay, okay. I That's gotcha, why gotcha. he does that. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think one of the one of the buzz things that come up that people talk about with these fast movies now is. Who are they going to bring back? It's mm-hmm. actually a talking point now that gets buzz going for the movie. So of course they're going to keep doing it, and and, and like they, it's not that they do, they don't take the character death seriously. It's they know they they want the window to bring people back, and it gets people talking about it. You know, X character like after the movie's out, this person came back. Everyone gets hyped to go see it, or you know, hey, they're going to bring this guy back, or this person's in the end credit scene. It's actually a piece that I feel like they're doing on purpose at this point because it's just a part of the DNA of the film yeah, franchise. Yeah, this works for them. It does, and they, they they don't shy away from it. They they don't kill people on the screen for a reason, right? You know, I, you know? I, I think about I the last you. main character we watched die on the screen was uh, Elena. We watched her get shot in the head by Cipher. Yeah, she ain't never coming back. Yep, we know that. 
She's gone. Un- man. I'm getting a mix. Until, who, until, who is until Wait, she who is does. She's playing her, um, whatever her name is in the movie. But here's the thing. We didn't see it. her right. die either. You saw her get sucked out of the plane. Yeah, okay, fair. No, but as it's hasn't even taken off yet. Roger, I get it, but that would that would kill ninety nine out of ninety nine people. I mean, it's just it's not. I look, I get it, but it's it's. I get what you're saying, but I also, but you gotta understand what I'm saying is it's a joke. You're asking a doll sure. to go along for this ride, but Giselle. it's a joke. Her name is Giselle. Giselle. Yeah. Okay, um, she the other one. Okay, the other one was the one that Hemsworth wife. Yes, was Atlanta. one that was killed by. But now, like that's the thing is, this one kind of subverts expectations in that if there is a twist, it's. Who was always flipped and who was always remains the villain? Those have been flipped in this movie. Yeah, Charlize is kind of making a because I mean the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, and the agency doesn't flip like that's the whole thing is like that's the twist is yeah. sorry spoilers but I'm sure you've already seen listen to this episode, but I mean that's the key here is who flips and who doesn't. Well, the thing with somebody like Cipher, Cipher's been around for a long time yeah. in this universe, like legitimately. Mm-hmm. She's been like here six or seven, right? Yeah, like that? yeah. Been here for a long time, and she's listen. She's always been a bad guy ish. Yeah, you know. Is it now things she's the closest turned... thing to an antihero besides Statham's character we have in this, right. In this well, and that's the other thing too. Like, look, we get Statham for a couple minutes in this movie, and then he goes off to take care of his own business. You know, he's coming back in the next couple yeah. for sure. Where the fuck is his brother? Because last time we saw his brother, remember when they. Had took that plane down mm-hmm. that had his kid on it yeah like that's the last that we saw that so he's also deckard shaw is somewhere in this world still too. in play but who talked to helen mirren talked to vin not yes jason this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. yeah but that's what i thought was interesting too is- well that's what and then jason and jason stays shaw went to protect his mom when they went when he started you know before yeah. he blew up the fucking vatican yeah. so <laughs> Which is a bold choice, by the way. Oh, yeah. I agree. I oh, agree. Yeah. But Dude, when he thing. said, you guys want me to blow up the Vatican, he's like, all right, but you're going to go to hell for that. <laughs> like, look, fucking hilarious. So, the, the, the last thing I want to talk about before we jump into the plot is also the There's absence. A plot? The, the absence of Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell, which they will absolutely. For now. Well, we have many Nobody and we have Actually, the daughter. Where did he go to, by the way? Oh, he just rolled out of the He's just that's... gone. Look, <laughs> hold on, Grayson. Is he dead? No, he's, well, he's exactly right. <laughs> but of all the deaths we've seen, that's like the least deathy thing. You can roll out of a fast moving vehicle and very and 50 50 survive. I mean, 50 50 out, 50 out, of, out of an airplane. Movie three is going to open up with, 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 with someone rolling out of a car and, and he's just going to stand up no, and walk down the alley. No, he's going to slide into the like sewer grate thing. Oh. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then just sit there and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> But my point is, it's like, okay, so Mr. Nobody still, he's still, Kurt Russell is still in play. Yep. Somewhere. I love that they called him Little Nobody, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then his daughter, Brie Larson, who I don't, I saw an article on her of like, the, the producers almost didn't want to because of all the negativity surrounding her right now. But I think her character's fine. Yeah, no, here, I, th- I, think she, I think she, she does fine. I've, so I have a question for you, and this isn't a, this, okay, it's kind of a jab, but here's the thing. I think Momoa does better than Brie Larson in this film, acting wise. Probably. Right? Well, Momoa's gotten more. He's a better character, though. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Is he's a better. Doesn't all Brie Larson is is an extension of Mr. Nobody. I get it, but and still, so is many nobody. They're but, just nobody. I mean, in her few acting scenes, she just seems so stiff and just so. She seems more cartoony than the cartoony villain they pre- present to us. Uh, fair point. I'll so, give you that. Fair it, point. It's just it's just it's an odd thing to like have all these actors in here and then try to compare them all and then like like talk about like you know. Who's gonna do well? It's a fucking fast movie. <laughs> like, well, okay, so let's true. jump into whatever, whatever. Where do we start here? That's the key. Where well, do we, we start? I, I think we kind of. I think we are. We've already started. Well, no, but we, where, we, where, we, no, no, where, where does the movie start on a match? Not to where we start. L.A. Going. baby. Yeah. Back home. Movie starts with L.A. 
families all together. We're no, teach, we're teach, some of the families well, together. Well, the, the, the majority of the families together, yeah. and we're teaching little what little little B, little B, little B, little B how to drive, which is not. Little I don't know B why we call him little B. You just call him Brian. Like that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> which is he's definitely not driving that car. But like, why not? Again, I'm an adult, Chris. I'm I just saying. Things. Do you think you could do that in a car? No. That's why. <laughs> that's why I know a kid can't do it in the car. So here's okay. So is your dad we start with Dominic Toretto? We start with family. Dominic's training his son how to drive, teaching his son a very valuable lesson, which comes back two or three times. Actually, kind of in a weird, in a weird kind of awesome way in the end too. But um, and then the family's all together, and then all hell breaks loose. And after that, it's set piece after set piece after set piece after set piece. Sure, scene to scene to scene to scene. With with each of them having a more ridiculous thing than the last. Yeah. It's like I can't even decide what the most ridiculous thing, like so, the ball rolling through the Vatican or Vin driving down that dam. I think the ball rolling through the Vatican, and I think the first like like fifty minutes of this film is actually fine. Like 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 it's actually the most fine a fast movie's been that I've seen. In it's a very while. fast movie. Yeah, it it is, and, and 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 it again, it's more grounded in in whatever physics you want it to be than any anything else. That it's happens. more grounded in Fast and the Furious physics. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so, true, true. But like, I mean, the most ridiculous thing that happens in the entire Vatican scene is the fact that they try to use two two cars a, a, as brake shoes and stop the <laughs> thing from sliding. I'm like, that's not how that's weight. The most that's not how weight works. Yeah. But like, that's that's the only big like. Okay, come on, guys! Moment that I had in the in the whole Vatican thing, like the first forty five minutes of this film is fine. It sets up a story. It shows you what's going to happen, and then things and some shit happens. It's kind of exciting to watch, big set piece wise, right? You know, it's before after that. I don't want to cut you off here, but you know, during the Vatican scene when the ball's rolling and it stops on the stairs for a second, and that one guy's like looking at it as it's burning. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Go a, home. That's a bomb, sir. <laughs> Even if the, even if you don't bomb. know it's a bomb, it's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck are yeah. you doing? A giant metal ball rolling through the city. Maybe get away from it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Like what? Thanks, dude. Get yeah. the fuck out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's so unrealistic. And I thought here's the thing. I thought the shit in the first Fast and Furious film was like that's the most ridiculous I've ever seen. And like. Boy, did I have something coming. All they were doing was actually just hijacking semi-trucks, which happens every day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still, some of that stuff in that movie is, it's it's, it's insane. And then the next one was even more insane, and the third one was even more insane. It's just, they've all ramped up. Yeah, we get that. Um, And so, the Vatican scene is just, it's weird because it doesn't, to me, it's just like Vin Diesel's like, I want to go to Italy for a couple months. Maybe. Write something in the Vatican. Maybe. You know. But that doesn't seem like that to you. But the thing is, though. If you want to talk about stakes, because I know that that's a big thing for you, if you blow up the fucking Vatican, okay, there are a few other things you could do in this on this planet that would get you more hate True. than nuke than blowing up the Vatican. But True. so they get pulled in, they get asked to do a job by the by the agency to help protect or help find and stop and then protect the Vatican. No, that's not no, what happened. They did. They were tricked by. No, no, but that's. Not, but as far as they're concerned, they were oh, they were okay, asked yeah, by yeah, the agency yeah. to help. Yeah. And then, who was the one that revealed there was no plan? I forget. Who, was it Mid- Little Nobody, Scott Eastwood, no. who said we don't have a we don't we don't have a, a mission in Vatican. Well, no. Vin said. Uh, Vin said that the rest of the teams, uh, the rest, the rest of the teams in Rome, looking for you. No, yeah. Rome, where you, where you sent them, and then he turns around. Yeah, and we, we didn't. We don't have. And then yeah. that's when they know. Like, okay, I can, I can buy. Also, that. they but teleported to Rome. By the way, they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Instant transmission. Yep. Straight it's out. Also, and also, they're they're always where they need to be within a day of travel. Yeah, it's it like, is it's what ridiculous. It is. You know how fucking far it is from LA to Rome? Yeah. Like it's, it's as far across the world as you can be. <laughs> I thought that it was an actual like like cute and fun story beat that they that they let Tyrese like kind of like lead the team for a mission, 
and it, it that just ended a up being a, and, and it, well, and it ended up being a setup. I thought that was actually kind of but like funny he's been, storytelling. He's been trying to be the leader since the second movie. I know, and they and they finally yeah. get it, and it's and it's, it's a, a setup, setup and, and all this and, other and, thing. And it's a no win situation for Tyrese. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I I think that was actually a, a a nice call out, and I think it was kind of funny, and it plays throughout the movie in a in a small like comeback joke kind of way that actually goes full circle to a, a good moment in the movie in the end too. I think that was good a good piece of like the movie that happened so i, I like that actually no i i thought that was one of the yeah. more charming pieces it was but gibson's only tyrese gibson even from the second movie was only in there for comedic and ridiculous like over the top effect anyway hey, yeah. you haven't heard of me i'm romey rome like shut the fuck up yeah god that script is awful but like he's always doing like he's when, when he's trying to like, get the snickers off of whoever in the second movie he's like can i have a snickers he's like no like he just yeah. it's just Funny how you it just he's only in the he's not in there for any real purpose. Fast and Furious movies, from what I've seen, are all these small little pockets of shit that just works, and they're all just put together. And 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 sometimes it comes together great, and sometimes it comes together kind of sloppy. And like you know, it's I think that's just what these movies are. Well, let's let's talk about sloppy for a minute, okay? Because there's plenty of that in this movie, right? Like you guys, if you're listening, you probably watched this movie already or have an idea. Look, it's a fucking Fast and Furious movie, right? Like there's nothing groundbreaking in this one besides the fact that we actually have what I consider an okay bad guy. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about stuff that doesn't work here, okay? Because there's more than normal for a fast movie, okay? So. Team goes bankrupt, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he bleeds all their money off. Turns out Tyrese has got, like, a million bucks strapped to him. Strapped literally with cash. Yeah, and, like, a fucking <laughs> tactical vest, okay? Which, while absurd, actually kind of still works in this universe. So, fine. Well, it works for his... It works for, it yeah, works for his... That's what I mean, right? Like, it, Rome, yeah. in, in this world, for Roman Gabriel, it works, okay? So... What happens in this scenario where they're at this weird computer shop run by fucking Pete Davidson, by the way, which is which is even better too. I mean, yeah, that's, which is that's great. Right on no, cue. Yeah. Why the fuck does Han eat a weed bra- or weed muffin? <laughs> what is that about? They don't reference it, right? Like he eats it, he stares at it, and, <laughs> and then it this never comes gone. up this again. <laughs> like, look, all right. Do you want to get Pete Davis in this movie? I don't give a shit. Whatever. You guys ever you guys ever play like um play like categories or like ad libs or anything mm-hmm. like that? It feels like someone wrote this scene with like a random scene generator and just started pushing buttons. Yeah. And, and you're like in Han eats weed muffin. Put weed muffin. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, but it's only in there because it's hilarious because of the way that like well what didn't he eat it and then like someone started talking and then like in the background he's like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's only funny because like, you see it. It's a moment for now. just him. Well, yeah, like, that's, but it doesn't matter. Well, hold on. At the near the end of that scene, when Tyrese gets up and throws the dust at the light, where did the dust come from? <laughs> Why does he have dust in his pocket, pocket all this time? <laughs> Why does he have a million bucks strapped to him? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like this scene is so weird, dude. When when Ludacris has him pinned on the ground, and he's like smacking him in his face. Oh. <laughs> But all this is filler. None of it matters with Fast and the Furious. That's well, the whole point. Uh, uh, so this, so I mean, I would argue that th- like this is the Fellowship of the Ring, and and like this is this is like one of the one of the weird dumb one trial of the team's journeys to get to where they got to go. It's, it's they've all been together for nine movies. Nine well, nine that, that's the other thing too. Like these four people that are running along here, yeah. 
they don't need to like they know each other exactly. at this point. That's my yeah. point. Well, well, that's what I mean. They're like, like, like they're 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 group B that has to get from point A to point C, and you're on their little journey to get there, which yeah. is just more lighthearted. I don't know. Like this is such a weird setup for the, like it, it what's really, happening. Like their whole the whatever the fuck is happening. Like and the problem is right. Not only do like you go through this weird scenario, Han eats this weird weed muffin, <laughs> and then they don't even get guns. Nope. They don't even nothing. They just, he just calls the cops on them. Yeah, like. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on this shit. It doesn't matter. But I, I also wanted just to throw in the wrench of the conversation here. The Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which mm-hmm. actually did a huge amount of money, almost yeah. qu- three quarters of a billion dollars. Sure. Yeah. But like, is are, are we considering that canon? I yes. would consider. Yeah. It. You do have canon. to consider it canon. So then, are we also considering? Are we also gonna The Rock will come back in one of these two new movies? Did yeah. you not watch did the you after not credit? See the credit scene? No, I, I will. That's why they got to bring him back. Like, yeah, he's definitely oh, yeah. gonna come yeah. back. Yeah, he I said mean, he'd never come back too. But here no, he is. Yeah, exactly. I told you. Hey. I told you. That's what the money's for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so also throwing, he needs the better PR right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's no. Why does he need the better PR? What happened? Black Adam, buddy. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought was... I thought he said something stupid or something like that. On no, no okay. he he never says anything. So no, well, no, so that's okay. So we have so many characters in play, and it's my thing. is like the Avengers. You have to start eliminating some of these people or no. it's just ridiculous. No, because nope. no, this isn't like the Avengers. This is like WWE wrestling is what this movie franchise story, is. It's just a storyline. It's just a wrestling storyline. It's a great way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's all this is. You have you have, you have your, your big name guys, your guys that are big right now. You have your villains that are created a, as it goes on and it's just ridiculous back and forth talk. I mean, like the things they say to each other is, is ridiculous. It's all showmanship. It's just a it's just a wrestling and match. You, you know what fits right into that wrestling theme you have? What? Never accept death when suffering is owed. Like <laughs> who wrote that? Who got paid to write that? I know. Oh my goodness. Listen, I would argue I think that line's fucking great. <laughs> it depends listen, on the context. If this was Game of Thrones, you'd think that was fucking incredible. Ten out of ten, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh you yeah. You think it's no, fucked up wrong. because somebody in Fast and Furious he's said not it. wrong. No. <laughs> You remember when, since the first time I heard it on the trailer, I even said to you guys, "What an awful line!" That yeah, is. but in context, no, he's 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 right. <sighs> Depends on who's delivering it too, because whoever's delivering it in game—that's what I mean. You have a problem that is Jason Momoa. Listen, if that was Kyle Drago, Jason Momoa's mm-hmm. character, going on before they like mount up to go somewhere, yeah. and he burned a whole village to the ground, you'd be like, "Whoa, holy <laughs> shit! This guy's top <laughs> holy tier." Holy shit, that dude maybe, rules. Maybe, but, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> that dude rules. Go so back to the back to whatever little plot there is here. Very they get, little. <laughs> they get pulled to, re, to Rio de Janeiro, and then this whole thing unfolds again. Yeah, yeah. Again, more ridiculous stuff that a villain couldn't, like the Joker, you can't possibly set this up. I always refer to that, the bus pulling out right into the line of buses perfectly in being of Joker. Yeah, yeah. That happens zero out of 100 million times. I, 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 I get, get that. that. The thing is, like, all these pieces on the board that Momoa's character is supposedly moving, that's impossible. I mean, maybe but, I mean had, it works for this Maybe franchise. he has a really good organization team. But I mean, the I tell you what stunt I thought out of all these most they focus on logistics. I thought of all these stunts they did, the most I thought the coolest and most believable one was what happened on the highway, which where the bank vault happened, the mm-hmm. bank heist. Yeah, is when he runs over to that girl who is again connected to family somehow. Yeah, pulls up that pulls up that car door and like puts down like a shield. And, like I was like, okay, that's the coolest thing I've done all this movie because that's the only thing that's real. That's the only thing I can buy is real. I mean, you also know that bolts go right through car doors, right? Sometimes. Especially All the time. a 50 cal bullet. 
So he's dead, he's dead as fuck. Yeah, bro. yeah, like yo. Know, I mean, it's it's a it's a cool cap uh, comic book Captain America moment because because I made this point last time we watched Passengers movie that these are just the superheroes. Marvel. These are yeah. just superheroes at this point. So yeah, I mean, the fact that he flips a car with one arm, you know, I mean, what what else do you want from this franchise? You know what? <laughs> That's the, exactly the, what the only issue I had with him flipping with one with one arm, by the way, is the fact if he'd have turned and had the other big guy with him, Alan Richardson, which is a fucking massive he's man, huge. Those two guys probably could have flipped that car over yes. legitimately instead of Vin Diesel doing it backhanded. Which is what I expected Vin Diesel struggling and then all of a sudden you see another hand come in and yeah. it's that guy. And like what, they, you yeah. would have believed that, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I'm that's all... what needed to happen at that moment too. So instead I, he's, 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 he's just doing tricep bumps. Yeah. I, I, li- I like the <laughs> fact that they bring in uh, Alan Richardson into this too because listen, he is perfect for this kind of movie because if you ever watch him, if you ever watch the show Reacher on... Uh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. he is Reacher, isn't he? That's Reacher. Oh, he is Reacher. Um, the dude, he's just a monster of a human being. Yep. And he can act pretty well. Like, yeah. he's pretty okay at it. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a wrestler. You know, he kind of, so like, fits, fits that right mold. In. Yeah. Listen, see? Of course. Yeah, I, I see He's going the with. big guy here. <laughs> I see where you're going. It Because, look, you know, at some point, Vin Diesel's going to have to headbutt that guy in the face. Yep. Listen, listen. You put Jason Momoa. Into a wrestling ring with Vin Diesel, they're doing their thing, and the guy we were just talking about, he's like, he's on Vin Diesel's side, he's cheering him on, and then he has and to then come he hits in, him with a fucking and chair. then he comes and hits him with a chair in the back. That's exactly what Ooh! happened. <laughs> actually, my my favorite weapon in the entire Fast franchise so far has been that when him and uh, Statham Shaw fight is when they, he has that for some reason he has a wrench that's a hundred thousand times bigger than any oh, yeah. wrench ever made. Like, yeah. why did it, where'd that wrench come from? Was he just uh, had that in his car? I used that to repair tanks. Fine, but there was no tank there. I'm not, just saying. Not until the next movie, anyway. <laughs> there was a tank in the next movie. If it was in Statham's garage, there probably was a tank. That's true. But like, that's my favorite. By the way, the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, maybe, is in the eighth movie. You see The Fate of the Furious? Yeah. When they're on the ice with the tank and yeah. the rock. He turns yeah. the yeah. torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked about that a lot. Yeah, I, I but it's, when, it's worth it's worth mentioning a lot. I remember when I was watching that at home right before recording the, the episode for Nine. And my dad walks in, and he's like, did The Rock just reach down and redirect a missile with his hands driving a tank on the ice? Yep. I go, Dad, absolutely he did. <laughs> that's that's not the most ridiculous thing I've seen today, Dad. <laughs> and he's just like, man, these movies have gone so far away from yeah. what it is. Yeah. But that's just that might be the most ridiculous thing. And that's saying something in a movie of Fast 10, which is full of absolutely asinine ridiculous shit, that like goes completely against real physics. And I'm I, I, sorry to keep harping on that, but it doesn't... I guess you're right, Chris. You have to look at them like superheroes. They are. That's the only way. This, they the, are. The only yeah. way this works in your head is like you have to look at them as superheroes. They are, and, and it's fine that they are because, you know, we all we know for a fact at this point we have confirmed that gravity doesn't work the same in this universe that it does nope. on actual Earth. We know that, right? From we, nine. This is Earth two. Between the yeah, exactly. Between the jumping, <laughs> space between, doesn't work the same. Between way. driving down a dam when you would no longer have traction after about four, like you know, four and a half milliseconds. So it, it's all different, dude. You have traction when you hit Nas. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I like how time slows down when the Nas scene, yeah, except yeah. except for Vin Diesel's hand is moving at a thousand miles an hour. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know why I had such a hard time with this one, but I like all the way up to nine. Like, what? Tell me what's different. The thing is, I don't think there anything is different no. except the except for the fact that we we have seen so much ridiculous stuff happen at this point when. Too much ridiculous stuff happens. People start to go, I don't know, man. This is a lot. This goes back to my point when it, it, it's a two-piece thing. This movie wasn't made for us. No. Period. 
And well, let's talk about that first. We'll well, yeah, yeah. So, but it leads in, in, into the other. Piece we should be coming that. towards the end of the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like like this movie wasn't made for us. This movie was made for the average for like for like the Fast and Furious fan. That's what this movie is. This movie has so much action in it, and it has so many things happening in so many different places, and it's setting up the ending of this movie for its fans. It's not doing it for anybody else, and. I think a big reason why, like someone like you, Grayson, has a problem with this is that we see things in patterns. Humans do, and we 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 notice patterns quickly. This movie is very, very formulaic. It there are it doesn't go very long without any action scenes. It's it's dialogue, car scene, action scene, dialogue, car scene, and, and it, it's a lot. It isn't a little bit. It isn't spaced out. There's there's literally when um when we have the two girls fight. Mm-hmm. Why did they fight? Why did that fight? Why were they happen? even in that situation? Because it had been three minutes, and there hadn't been a fight on the screen yet. They are they are literally just cadencing this with the action. At this point. they are. I mean, that, that look. That's obvious. That's from the get go. Do you that's... think Letty jumped back down that tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> does it matter? I mean, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> I mean, she opened it up, and she's like, <laughs> I "Mean look," because she climbed up it. Yeah. And then she has to climb back down it, mm-hmm. and then she had to climb back up it. Yep. Yeah, but that's like, a lot, bro. Yeah, like this isn't made for us. This is made for like, like they're making this f- as much for the fans as they can, and because uh, this is this is the 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 trilogy to close it out. And coup it's, de gras. It's extremely formulaic. That's its biggest weakness is the fact that this thing just it turns it out in a pattern the whole time to the point to where they're inserting action scenes that don't need to be there. And sometimes they did it in the older stuff because they need they want another big scene with big things happening. But this is just so big they scene, can get it scene, onto scene. the screen in a pattern. Right. I no, think that's I, why. I, I get that. It's I, I understand that. It's just a lot of it is feels even out of place in its own universe, though. No, going to space feels out of place in its own universe. I, well, I, no, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I think that this one isn't. Did it at, though? Didn't it feel right at the time? Because listen, <laughs> they'd set it up for movies. That was the that joke. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. This movie, I think, is actually more grounded than the last one was. I agree with you on that it's one. More real, it, it's more realistic of okay. the action than the last like movie or two that we've seen. No one moved a missile with their hand. You know, like, well, like, but as there's, there's also less driving in this one too. I noticed. Okay. Yeah, that there's a lot less racing and driving, and what the, you know what the yeah. whole franchise I mean, is built on. Some psychopath putting bombs on the bottom of cars in a street race is more believable than any other shit we've seen in the last four movies, right? True. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what's happening. A guy strapping bombs to a dam before we have a final showdown is believable and at this point. Controlling two trucks to come. And yeah. No. Listen. Like, like, like this guy has left brain, right brain, center brain. I get it. But it's like, like all these things are are more believable than the other stuff we've seen. It just happens a lot, and it happens. Very conveniently, and haphazardly. That's the thing. It's like it just they don't even handle it well. They just they they know what they have. They know they have a built-in audience, and they know we invest X amount of dollars, we will make X amount of dollars, and that's all we really need. And legitimately, they look at it as rules no longer apply to them. It doesn't matter what they do. Nope, it's just for the fans. Just doesn't matter. Well, this last trilogy will be just for the fans. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I have two more things that I that I wanted to make sure I brought up. Um, I think the scene that kind of like made me roll my eyes so hard was the combination of. Them doing the bomb thing in the Vatican, the explosion happening, which was fucking huge, and flipping cars, right? Like, he's driving away, and cars are just flipping. He's outrunning the explosion, yeah. right? Well, he kept a wheel on the ground, though. So he he was all right, because that real-world drive car well, kept that front wheel down. The, the, problem I, <laughs> the problem I have, though, is that the immediate next scene was the, was the news stories, and no one was injured. Like, no one, like, there were no, zero casualties. First of in, all... In the entirety of this movie, there had to be like seven hundred casualties. But seven hundred, dude, that bomb Thousands. in Rome, 
thousand. A fucking million people are dead. <laughs> no, listen. The bomb in Rome. The news thing said, and there were no casualties. It, I thought he's okay. No, it says there's no casualties, which is unbelievable as hell. Well, right? especially because like the people in the cars died. Exactly. <laughs> so like, so they said no casualties after a bomb blows up in Rome, and they show you like these these news scenes, which means some time has passed. They've had time to report on this, right? And then the very next cut from the from all the TV stuff is. <laughs> Is Dominic Toretto, you know, standing majestically in front of the Roman Colosseum, like he's like just there for a photo op, and then walks away, <laughs> like with his arms like half bent, like they yeah, always are. Like, of course. Like, come oh, on, yeah, <laughs> like that. That took me out of it. I, I actually said, I actually yelled out, "Come on!" in the theater as he's in front of, <laughs> he's in front of the Colosseum <laughs> because I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and the other thing is the cartoony way that the movie. Um, closes out um, our new villain when he shoots down the plane, and how like like it's got the cartoon esque cliche. They like oh, you could just see his face in the frame, and the plane crashes in the background around the mountain, and he's just smoldering in the camera. I'm like, <laughs> God, well, they're doing that. They did that this... because Roger already said why they did that. Is I know. they know who they have. But they know he's a good looking guy. It's like this is disgusting. <laughs> so the last thing that I'll say, and then it's probably time to score it up here. Is let's talk about the last scene for just a second, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. short version of spoiler is this dam gets blown up, okay? Which mm-hmm. you probably have seen from the trailer. You talk about a lot of people that probably should have died in Rome. They're blowing up a dam. Yeah. Which is holding Do back. Do you water, understand yeah. what that does? What's going yeah. to happen yeah. on a the other side of this? Psh- yeah. Of yeah. Water. I mean, trillions of gallons of water are now coming down the mountain. Yep. Where a lot of people live. Yeah. Thousands dead. Yeah. Not Minimum. To, not to you, mention... you can't drive around this one, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention the power grid issues it's going to cause, oh, no. all of it. Yeah, Everything. Yeah. Terrible. Everything within 100 miles. Also, of where are they? It's <laughs> not there. Like, what is... I don't, do I don't... Is that like the Hoover Dam or something? No. Or am I just being too... I don't even think they're in America. No. They're in America I think that was CGI Dam 4. Oh, <laughs> sure. Honestly. No, yeah. But, like, what country are they in? Because last I heard, you know, they were trying to get to the plane. Yeah. And then they're at the dam. Yep. I have no. I don't remember. Does I don't it remember matter? Because I don't know. <laughs> but it's like that's stuff that I think about and be like, yeah. what fucking country are they in? Yeah. Another thing we should bring up, <laughs> although that is that that is gold, is um uh John Cena's character. And sure. Like, and oh, like, of course we have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just it's, for a moment, it, like, it's a big deal. Well, and, is it? Well, I think so. Here's the other piece, though. Anybody concerned about uh, about Brian? Lil Brian? Yeah. This kid is no. li- this kid is literally blowing people up and murdering people and laughing about it with his uncle. Hey, that shit's funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's, okay, here's why I don't... The, He's a sociopath. It's for, fine. For, that's, I'm answering a question you didn't ask indirectly, but... I don't care about him because I know he's going to... I know nothing is going to take him out. So I don't care. It's not even taking him out, but it's like... He's gleefully murdering people and blowing them up and laughing. That's messed up. Like, no, that's the thing, no, like... High five in his own. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, <laughs> but but they're justifying it because they're all bad. They're all bad uh, agency people anyway. They're, they're mercenaries. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't matter. But that's you, so fucked. The, I mean, even on that last with, with um, John Cena's character driving, even then there's, like, hundreds of casual, like, dead, just tourists. Like, oh, look at the damn... Hundreds oh, at, dead. Oh, look at that. Oh, dead. Like, yeah, yeah. People had... How many people do you think died on the road? How cool is Rocket Car, though? Yeah, that's good cool. luck. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we all wish we had one of those in our day. Yep. Just get the fuck out of that, my way. That was, like, like the, that was the prototype for the new Twisted Metal, Metal movie. You know it was. Probably. They, wa- they walked on the same movie set and said, can we use that? And they said, hey, can we uh, use that? I got 100 cases. We get that for a week. A guy goes, 
Yeah, we make that work. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the teaser for that is I don't know if you saw the teaser with um I did. Anthony Mackey. Mm, it's yeah. different than what I thought. It's it's, it's not great. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's it's not but, great. But I'll wait, I don't want to talk yeah, about yeah, it until yeah. we get to a real trailer. All right. So let's let's score this bad boy up, well, right? Well, is there anything else? Is there well, anything else? He we we saw it. He self sacrifices. He's gone. I don't know, man. We did they, they didn't show his dead body. They just showed the car no. flip. They show the car. F- Rocket into the I, air, I mean, flip look, over, you land, said explode. It. Do you legitimately think he's dead? Yes, I'll put a hundred percent cap on that. He is dead. You want to put Wendy's, you want to put on, put it? Wendy's on it? <laughs> yes, I will do another. I still right. have half of because one. look, I need to know which movie you think he's coming back in. Because listen, it may not be the next one. No, I, he's but not it'll be back the one after. Oh yeah, he's he done. He is gone. Uh, for Expendables three, Fast and Furious three, he will be there. Oh, there's, there, is, there is another Expendables coming. I'm, I just meant that's what the Fast and Furious movies are at this point. They're just Expendables but so movies. So I'll, I'll take that bet. I'll do another round of, sure. of food for us. He I'll will be in bet. the nope. final trilogy beyond this point. Uh, well, what do you mean? In flashbacks? No. 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 He that's, like, that's, that's unfair. In, that's in, unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in current timeline. He, current timeline. He no, will show he's up. He's gone. He will show up riding two rockets balancing <laughs> across the sky as, with another rocket in hand that, that isn't powered so he can jump off and slam it down into nope, something. That's, he's, he's gone. Okay. I have to interject here. Nope. Right. I'll bet you. No way. Fine. You guys. Fine. I'll bet you a Wendy's fine. meal, though. It's fine. No, it's fine. That's, why, that's a fair bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's more than possible. You got two to one odds here because we both have to buy Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can't see how they could bring him back. Oh, yeah. No. Just, just assume right. Baconators are coming again. Yeah. <laughs> What else? What All else right. we have to hit for Fast and Furious? I think we hit everything at did. this point. The, the things that matter to talk about. Well, but the, we didn't talk a whole lot about the plot, but like there, there is there really is no, no plot. plot. It's just moving from A it's to It's a B. fast movie that's like condensed into more it's like they took all nine fast movies and jammed it into one. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that scene on the bridge I, I want to talk about I thought about I've thought about the third mission impossible movie in a long time. But there's a very similar thing on a bridge where they they have they have the guy um, in chains in the truck, and then a missile poof, comes out of nowhere, blows up mm-hmm. the highway, and there's a ton of mercenaries on the other side. And Ving Rhames is like, Ethan, there's a, there's a rifle in the trunk. If you don't get that, you're dead. And Ethan gets it, kills all the mercenaries, almost gets him back. But like, that's a much, even as outlandish as that scene is, a so much more believable scene than when we got on the bridge. I don't know if you've seen the third Vision of Possible movie, but Captain America can reference shield, it. bro. Well, he, he picks up, and he's like, dink! It was yep. exactly what Captain America does. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's move to score this. All right, all right. And I, I want to go first. Okay. Because I don't want your yeah. numbers. So no, go ahead, good. I have been a longtime fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. I love the first one. I adore it. I think it is. I think it's great. And it's in this little timepiece in 2000. I think it made Paul Walker. It did a lot for Vin Diesel. I thought the second one was ridiculous. They've gotten more and more ridiculous, but enjoyable. I don't think this movie is as enjoyable as any of the others. And I think it's way more ridiculous than it has to be. Mm-hmm. The physics don't make any sense. The character arcs here just don't make sense. This is a three for me. Jeez, all right. This is a three, and I, I wanted right. to this. I wanted this to be a six or a seven, but this is a three for me, and that's my official number. Never going to change. Gotcha. Okay, so I'll go next. So next week when you change it, <laughs> no, guys, I watched it again. Maybe I was too harsh. Yeah. No. So like, uh, this movie, this movie's fine, but with caveats is is how it lands for me, right? Like, like. I got bored because of the formulaic. There's just so many fight scenes, so much action. So, and you can have too much of this thing because, you know, if you're going you're gonna to close this movie out in a trilogy, there needs to be something that pulls everything together story-wise that makes you interested. And I'm, I'm invested in, in, the, in the villain at this point and getting to point C, you know, and I don't know how we're going to do it. 
it's just a little much. The movie's fine though. It's 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 a four and a half. It's just a just below average for me. So you you made a good point there about getting to point C. Listen, we haven't got to point B yet. Yeah. So you know, obviously, we're going to get that in the next movie. You know, it's, it's a trilogy. We know we know the setup here, right? Mm-hmm. Unless something drastic happens, I would be really surprised if we don't already know how this movie's going to end. Mm-hmm. But you know. It, there's a lot happening here, probably too much of what most people consider a good thing. It's it's a wild ride. Um, it's not very good, you know, and I, I think you guys probably got the idea. Like, we, we spent more time making fun of a Fast and Furious movie than we normally do, which is a lot, because yeah. we've made fun of a lot of crazy shit that's ever happened in Fast and Furious. Yep. Now, look, I'm not going to score it overly badly. I'm just going to give it a five. Okay. It's average. I mean... Grayson called it a three. I mean, listen, I've watched four movies in the last three weeks that are worse than this movie. And I know that I have. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that, that's the real thing. You, we hold this to a different scale for some unknown reason. Like, any one of the Fast and Furious movies has been some sort of, like, mecca of critical acclaim <laughs> or whatever. It, and it's not. However, this is a noticeable drop-off for the quality. Okay. I thought the last one wasn't very good, and this one is also not very good. So... Listen, if you like Fast and Furious movies, you're probably going to like this movie. Like that I, that's what it ultimately I'd boils argue down if you, to. If you like Fast and Furious, you're going to love this movie cuz well, this feels more for the fans I than, than ever. But see, okay, so that was the point I was going to make. Like as yeah. somebody who loves this franchise, the last two have gotten noticeably worse. And look, I I will clear I will watch the other movies. Like I'm not saying this is like the end of the Fast and Furious for me. Like obviously yeah. I won't do that. But I expect a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I don't expect a more cohesive story. I just expect a story. Mm. Okay. Which I don't think I'm asking for a lot here. <laughs> give, <laughs> me a, give me a reason that this damn blew up. You're, okay? you're asking for the bare minimum yeah. and you didn't even get it. So, so I mean, a five and we can wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But, I mean, I didn't even enjoy watching it. And I want, I had my drink and my popcorn. Like, I was ready, man. I was in the Big yeah. D auditorium. I was... Again, I, I think it's just... I think it's that inundation of just too much of, of, of the things that you want to, like, see, like, be a big deal. It's not anymore. It's, it's common is what, is what happens. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been episode 332A of For the Love of Cinema, hey. a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every th- Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on all social media. Send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at The Little Mermaid and The Machine. Yeah, Machina. Yeah, Machine. A double theatrical week. Yeah. Very excited about that.